Now, Betty, um, what are we going to do tonight? I'm going to kick some ass! <laughs> Chicago, where the fire serve cold, but the wolves and the hawks never shiver in the snow. The bulls keep it running, the socks run the south, the cubs run the north, but the bears run the house. True Chicago sports fans got their ears to the streets. Any team make a move, and they never skip a beat. And in this house, this is where we be. Welcome to the show with E Rock and Big Z. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to Chicago. Coming from the Two Chicago Sports Fan Cave, this is the TCSF Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Episode 121 is brought to you by 606 Media, True Chicago Sports Fans, and Great Clothing Company. Don't forget to go to greatclothingco.com and get your official TCSF Podcast t-shirts and search for keyword True Chicago. Use our promo code TRUEFAN15 for 15% off your entire order. That is true. Fan 15, go and get your official TCSF shirts now. Great stocking stuffers. As always, I am Big Z, and here for E Rock is Mr. Ivan Vargas. What up, man? What's up? What's up, Big Z? How are you? Man, dude, I'm killing it, man. I, I, you know, I'm recording a little later than usual. You should record on Sundays, but, you know, I felt like, you know, I had to wait for the hot stove. Something, I was waiting for something to drop for the Cubs and Sox, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. But, man, dude, it's just, it's it's crazy, man. It's almost that time of year for me to get uh, some time off, and I'm excited, man. Uh, what you been up to, man? Man, nothing. Well, first of all, I appreciate you having me on the show, you know, guest hosting on the show. It's really dope. I Like, when you reached out to me, I was like, oh, man, hell yeah, dude. Like, no doubt I can help you out. But, yeah, nothing, you know, I got the kids, the family, yeah. Christmas around the corner, like you mentioned, just doing all this stuff. I got to set up the lights here soon. <laughs> so I'm going to be out, you know, doing my best Clark Griswold on the on the ladder, <laughs> trying to go ahead and nail things or uh, staple things to the uh, to the house and get some lights up and make it look nice for for us and everybody else but yeah man i appreciate you having me on i'm excited to be here oh dude i i knew i would i have a good guest when i can uh depend on somebody who knows exactly what they're doing i mean e-rocks uh, uh has shoot big shoes to fill and i think you can fill them just just right just right appreciate it man no problem what's up ladies and gentlemen welcome to the show if you're a first timer or a long timer please remember to hit that subscribe button that notify button and go ahead and give us a review on your listening app of choice you can find us on facebook at true chicago fans you can also follow us on twitter at true shy fans and ig true chicago sports fans don't forget you can support the show with a monthly subscription at anchor.fm backslash true chicago sports fans go over there and click on that support button you can subscribe for as little as 99 cents a month you spend more on coffee and energy drinks and whatever other vices y'all got we can be one of your vices come on support us all right ivan i know you like the show and i know you're a fan but you got to tell your friends and they got to tell their friends and then we can all just be friends so if you enjoy the content we make you laugh we make you cry make you yell or just think please share it with others who think just like us all right man ivan i we i know we talked about like how you've been doing but recently what's going on this week man how was your thanksgiving thanksgiving was awesome you know thanksgiving was awesome spending time with the family i was actually on the south side i'm from the north side but I was actually, I guess you could call it the South Side, but it's what, really Evergreen side? Park. It's Evergreen Park. Okay. My, my, my uncle lives out there. Um, he's a fireman. It was a great time. I actually spent some time living with my grandma on 79th and Pulaski gotcha. back in the day. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, I'm familiar with the area. You know, I got family on the South Side. But, yeah, we went down there. It was a great time. Enjoyed it. Uh, lots of food. Lots of leftovers. 
you know, enjoyed it with the family. A lot of football. I really like enjoyed the football. I, I feel like every day should have three games of football at least. Oh, one hundred. So you can enjoy. You know, you know what I'm saying. So just because I, 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 for me, comfort food is is football and actual food. Like that's like I, I enjoy myself when I'm around sports and and stuff like that. So seeing a bunch of football on Thanksgiving was just enjoyable for me. It's definitely a staple to have football on Thanksgiving. But what's your main meal? What's your main meal to eat on Thanksgiving? Oh, I mean, it's turkey. It's it, we're just traditional, you know. I mean, some sometimes somebody will bring something different. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I got a big family. Like I'm Puerto Rican myself, but I also have uh, aunts that are, you know, half Puerto Rican, half Mexican. Gotcha. I have other, you know, other people in the family. We have, you know, black, white. We have a lot of. Uh, my family is very diverse, so it's whatever we, people bring. We usually, you know, sometimes we, we'll get tamales, sometimes we'll get pasteles. There we go. You know, it's always a turkey. You know what I'm saying? Arroz con candules yeah, and stuff like that. Now so you're talking. Like. Like we'll get we'll get some of that here and there. To, this year was pretty much straight traditional and stuff. They had these, they had these. Uh, what was it? Sweet potatoes though. There was just some. So I don't know who cooked it or who made it or what, but it was just fire, bro. Like I, it, it like, tasted like candy. It, yes. had, it had like it had like nuts sprinkled on top. It's had marshmallows in it. Yeah, it didn't have marshmallows, but no. it was just yeah, it was wow. just sweet. Like okay. there was, it, it surprised me too, but it was just sweet. It, it it was enjoyable, man. That was one of the biggest like surprises of the Thanksgiving was that that uh, sweet potato cast or dish or whatever you call it. Yeah, is there something you don't like that you completely avoid, like the plague? Cranberry sauce. <laughs> Same, I don't, same. I don't get it. I don't get it. I never did. I'm just like, whenever it comes around, I'm just like, dude, nope. what? get this, get this shit away from me. Yeah. I don't want it near my plate. Don't get, don't touch any of my food. Like, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Don't touch any of my food with it. So yeah, cranberry sauce. Oh man, you know what? I'm not that big of, of a turkey fan. Uh, uh, I think it's just dry. I don't think it's just, it's just like chicken. It's really no point to it. You know, give me a baked ham. That's what I. That's where I'm at. Give me a baked ham with some arroca candules. Give me some pasteles, some some tamales. Um, I'm not a big potato salad guy, so I stay away from that too. But cranberry sauce is the one thing I do not want it touching anything. I don't even want touching the table. That's how. Put that back in the kitchen. If you want some of that crap, go get that over there. Because I leave it in the can. Leave it in the can. Leave it at the store. Leave it at the store. Don't even at the store. Don't even pick that shit up, man. I mean, uh, for me, man, um, man, it's it's been crazy. Um, another week in the books. I'm I'm literally doing a countdown because you know I'm I'm a teacher, so like, man, these kids are on fucking four, fourteen, man. They're just yeah. man, and you know, um, you know, society's changing. There's a lot less uh, repercussions for stuff that kids do, and it's it's kind of frustrating as a teacher, and and I get it, man. It, it's you, you, I'm two weeks away from vacation. I know the kids are antsy, the teachers are antsy. Um, but, and I'm looking forward to the holiday season to, to catch up on stuff around the house. And just like you say, like you're going to be putting lights and stuff like that, man. I I've got, I found boxes and boxes of stuff of like old paperwork from like 20 years ago. And I, I got to go through it. I don't know what sensitive information is there or, you know, old term papers. Also, I don't know what's in there. So, but I got to go through it. So I'm looking forward to knocking that out and also reorganizing my little studio here, my second bedroom here. going to reorganize this, make it a little bit more uh, studio friendly for myself. Um, so that's, You should just take all that sock stuff and throw oh, it away. Oh, wow. Bro. Just, uh, <laughs> bro, look at there's There's you know, Jordan stuff. There's Blackhawks. Uh, I don't leave all that. Leave all that. Just get the other stuff out of the we way. Got, like that's, my bear section. Stuff, uh, you know what? I uh, my stuff that I have for the Cubs. Um, let's see. Do I have any Cubs here? No, no, no. 
I, I gave I gave uh, Iraq uh, last uh, last Christmas two Christmas ago. I had a Lee Smith signed baseball. I went oh, wow. to a, yeah, I went to a, a bar crawl and I saw him. I'm like, wait a second, that's Lee Smith. So I run to the store around. The, it was in Wrigley. I run to the store. I'm like, I need a baseball. I don't care what it is. <laughs> give me a baseball. You know, I paid whatever 12, 18 bucks for it, and I'm like, ran back to Lee. I'm like, hey Lee, can you sign this for me? Yeah, he signs it. 498 saves, pop up, signs it, boom. There you go, brother. And I had it here for a while. I have like a huge baseball and, and bat collection. That's all in the other rooms. But I was like, you know what? As much as a baseball head as I appreciate this, I think he would appreciate it a little more. Right, and, uh, right. you know, it's in a studio and it's in a, pr- in a prime location. As soon as you walk in, you can see it. But, you know, I, yeah, I don't, again, I don't hate the Cubs. I go to Cubs games. I don't hate the Cubs. I, I, you know, the colors are great. The team, the team itself, when they're on the field, is pretty good. Um, what I do not uh, uh, appreciate is ignorant Cub fans, and that's that goes the same thing on the South Side, though. Um, yeah. You know, I can't understand. I can't deal with the ignorant baseball fan. If you don't know who's on your team, who's pitching, if you don't know the last time you were in the playoffs, get out of here. I don't want to talk to you. I, I, I'll right. sit down with a Cub fan and we'll talk and debate baseball all day. But if you're knowledgeable, then you know that's all. That's my cup of tea. I, again, I am not dealing with that ignorant shit. So I, I stay away from those type of people because you you don't know anything. You're just a bandwagon fan, or oh, I just moved to Lakeview and I'm gonna I'm a Cup fan. Um, right, right. And and trust me, I like it's frustrating seeing some of the bandwagon fan, like some of the some of the newer fans. I call it. Yeah, I, I get it. I get frustrated. It, and I I'm I'm mostly teasing about the sock stuff. I'm mostly oh, teasing, yeah. but. But growing up, like I said, half my family's on the South Side. So my uncle's just relentless when it came to making fun of the Cubs and me. And obviously me being a little kid, I was like, you know, stop making fun of me. But it was, you know, it, it, it is what it is. I remember uh, actually uh, Thanksgiving in 16 when they won. Oh, shit. I remember me and my brother came in. We came in with the W flag. We were playing Go Cubs Go in the throughout the house. Like, it was a parade. So it's like, <laughs> it, it, it's, it was fun back and forth. You know, it's yeah, fun it's back and forth. But yeah. yeah, it's banter. But like you said, there's there's people who know baseball. There's people who know sports in general. Right? Yeah. I don't like bad sports talk. It, it really, like, just irks me mm-hmm. to hear bad sports talk. It, like, it burns my ears, especially when it's like, you know, Something that I know, and obviously me, you too as well, being a sports junkie, you're like, man, dog, like you, you, it, let's say there isn't a conversation, you know what I'm saying? You're just overhearing somebody. You almost want to jump in and be oh, like, hey, Yeah, that happens too many just, times sitting at the bar. I'm like, oh, nope, let me stay the yeah. fuck away from that because that's going to be a bad conversation. Yeah, 100%. And it's, and I get it. Like, look, there's a lot of bad to talk about the Cubs and the Sox. Like, in, and we don't have to go ahead and beat a dead horse. Like, like I said, when, when it gets to be fun and, and you're you're with your friends, you're going back and forth, or you're with your family, you're going back and forth with it. That's cool. But like when you're when you're talking to just meatheads and that are just like, yeah. you know what, I'm gonna go ahead and jump in, you know, jump into this argument with the Cubs just because just because, you know, you're a fan, you gotta be smart about it. You can't, like you said, you can't not know the players on your team. You can't just be talking, you know, off your ass and and expect to Expect somebody who do, who knows sports to go ahead and want to continue the conversation with you. It's just it doesn't work that way. So yeah, I understand it, man. I completely get it. Oh man, that that, that again that that burns my chaps. How they whatever the term is, but you know, we'll get into that in a little bit. So uh, are you a bowler? I'm not a bowler. No, oh, okay, okay. I I'm not a bowler. You don't bowl, do. or you just don't like the the sport or what? Uh, I just I just don't bowl. I mean, I. 
here and there, like you go to a birthday party or something, you bowl. It's just I've never, I never picked up bowling. I actually picked up darts okay. more than I picked up bowling. Okay. And, and, and even that was just like a little blip. You know what okay. I'm saying? I actually really enjoy playing pool. Okay, if billions, we're talking yeah. about like those off sports, right. know, like yeah. So I actually enjoy pool over bowling and, and and stuff like that. But I never really, never really bowled as much. No. All right, so so I uh, I know you don't know this, but I'm 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 exactly well a little bit over now three years post op of having my rip my hip be done. So I oh, had wow. to like relearn how to walk and relearn how to do all the sports. Uh, you know coordination and all that and then getting building up my strength so it's taken a while obviously as you get older it takes a lot longer so um you know I, right now i'm like you know on, on cloud 12 because i i've been bowling over 200 uh for the uh past uh, couple of weeks you know like uh two weeks ago i had i finally broke the 200 mark and then uh, i we had a, a turkey tournament you know bowling tournament uh at, at one of the bowling alleys and again i broke 200 and then this past week again 200 and it's just like you know i bowled the 212 the, my my high is a 228 when i used to be a straight bowler uh you know in my in my teens you know when i was just like god oh, i'm just gonna throw the ball as hard right. as i can down the lane and let them explode <laughs> and now i'm a little bit more of a finesse bowler you know i've learned how to curve the ball and all that fancy stuff but uh it's taking a while and it's 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 really like a, a sense of accomplishment and and uh, a sense of relief at the same time because if you're trying to get back to what you used to and you know if like if you're playing you know pool and you know you have those moments where you're like man i suck and i, I i'm doing the right thing i'm going the right approach uh everything's right and it's just not falling and, and you know i i have i go through those streaks where nothing is working right and i get in my head and it gets even worse so i, I know you can understand that so yeah. No, I get it. Yeah, because 300 is the, the highest, right? Correct, bowl, correct. Okay, yeah. So, yeah. So, you're obviously doing pretty good, you know, in, in the bowling thing. I think I would be, I th if I want to guess, I'm pretty sure I'd be like in that mid hundred, mid to low hundred range. Like, that's that's <laughs> probably where I'm going to end up being with bowling. Because, like I said, I'm not I'm not good at all. Oh, it's all right, man. It's just, it's like you said, it's just practice. But if you're playing, if you play darts and you play billiards, it's hand-eye coordination. And you're throwing something uh, across sure. the room, you know? So I, I think you'd be able to pick it up if you fell in love with it. It'd be something to, to, that I think you can advance uh, very, very quickly because it's it's pretty much the same kind of thing. You want a repetition. You want the same release. Everything has to be exactly the same. And that's the hardest part. Just like, you know, baseball is uh, any sport you have to have the same exact uh movement so uh so that's pretty much what i've been up to man so uh for my uh, fans out there if you want to follow my adventures on ig big z underscore 606 media group or 606 media group on ig as our, our page uh main page oh man in this episode we'll check on the not so hot stove and all our teams in the loop all that plus stirring the pot and what you looking at but first this is the big three with big z Thanks, Ivan. I'm Big Z, and you're not. Now for today's stories. All right, story number one. And ladies and gentlemen, this story will teach you not to be nosy. An argument between two men over a golf game led to one golfer to bite the nose of the other one in a parking lot of a casino. Police said officers responding to a complaint of an assault in a Hollywood casino this past Monday night arrived to find the victim with a disfiguring facial injury. The statement said the investigation determined that the suspect, Mark Curtis Wells, uh, bit the nose off the victim, Schwartz said. The nose was not found as the victim was taken to the hospital. <laughs> officers were told that Wells and the victim had been arguing throughout the day over a golf game that played at, that they played at the resort course. 
<laughs> this is crazy, man. That's insane. What would he swallow? The, they eat the nose? I, they never found it. I'd like to take his his face off. Oh. They never found the no. He must have took that and threw it. He probably like chucked it, it in a pond or something. Yeah, something like it's it's in the sand trap. Somebody go check the sand <laughs> trap. It's rake the sand trap. It's probably in there. But they, that's insane, man. Like an argument over golf. I mean, you must have been betting. Like you definitely were betting yes, yes. money. Like oh, money yeah. was involved yes. in order for this to go ahead and, and, and escalate the way it did. But yeah, to bite off his nose, man. You gotta be you gotta be a sick individual. Oh or or you have to be losing a lot of money. To have bought some, uh, bit somebody's nose off. That's insane. I mean, if you're playing Michael Jordan and he hustles the shit out of you, I can see how you're mad and shit. Like, you know, he just hustled me for like, you know, 10 grand like he did uh, Ron Artest <laughs> or whoever the hell he played golf with. I mean, j there's got to be money involved. You, you, he probably ha like lost a, a night with his wife or something. <laughs> they probably put it in decent proposal out there and, and, and it just went awry. I mean, this is crazy. I don't, I just, golf is one of those games that you go and you're just shooting the shit and you know, you're drinking, you're having a good time. Yeah, you make some side bets, but I don't see, like, I'm going to bite my friend's nose off. Yeah, I, mean, I never thought golf was an aggressive game, but, like, I guess... <laughs> it's a contact betting, sport now. Yeah, yeah, right, it's a contact <laughs> sport now. But, yeah, man, I, I don't see the... I don't see it, but, like I said, there's probably other things, underlying there's things be other that factors, were going yeah. on. Exactly, no doubt, and... Dude snapped like like I said. Dude said like that's it. That's that's a crazy person right there. Like, I would, oh my god! I'm not, I wouldn't even go near that person. Like if I found out, or if I was his neighbor and I found out he bit somebody's nose off, yeah, we're not talking anymore. No, bro. no, like, straight up Nicholas Cage. Me, straight yeah. up Nicholas Cage. I want his face. <laughs> <laughs> All right, story number two. Police in Texas said they apprehended a reckless driver. That turned out to be a dog after two vehicles were hit in a Walmart parking lot. Of course, it's Walmart. The owner of yeah. the one of the vehicles said he saw the suspect barreling down on him, but he was unable to avoid the crash. He was shocked to see a dog in the driver's seat. The Kilgore Police Department confirmed the dog was behind the wheel at the time of the crash. <laughs> two things. It's, it's Walmart and Texas. And a dog. Like, and a dog driving a dog. the car. I'm, I'm more impressed with the dog driving the car. Like, I, like, I mean, that's, I, I don't, I, I can't even tell you how, how that happened. Like, uh, yeah, gotta I mean, be in Texas. Like yeah. it's similar, similar to like Florida, gotta be in Texas. Yeah. You know what I mean? Some crazy shit like that. But Walmart is the, is, is the key. Walmart was like, you can't, you can't be shocked that Walmart was involved at whatsoever. <laughs> no, definitely not. So it looks like the car was, was left on obviously for the dog, for the AC and whatever. And I guess the dog was, was getting antsy and he just, you know, it's probably the leash. What I'm thinking is the leash got caught on the, uh, on the shifter. Mm. That, that's probably what, what kicked it off so you know dog gets you know, it gets, puts, puts it in drive and uh, it's gonna keep going and I, for me like you said the dog actually putting his hands on the steering wheel is the kicker right there yeah 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 <laughs> I, you know what to be honest like why would you leave like look i know i know people are carrying guns out there in texas and stuff like that oh, so yeah. you could feel more safe but why would you leave your key your car running yeah with the keys in it yeah like even even going to walmart like, like i mean I'm like I said, I shouldn't be shocked because you're going to Walmart. <laughs> but like, why would you even do that? The, the window is good enough, bro. Like it's this crack the window a little bit. It's, yeah. You know, and there you go. You can keep your keys. No, no, nothing's going on with the car. The dog can't steal the car. So there you go. I don't know. That's that's on the that's on the owner. And oh, 100 percent. That's on the owner. Like, first of all, you know, I've done it. I've taken my dog with me when I go shopping 
but it's like to get like a um, like something quick into a convenience store. I'm in and out within two minutes. Or I'm picking up a pizza. I take mm-hmm. my dog. He's in the back seat. Windows are down. Whatever. Cool. But the keys, I take them with me. There's no. First of all, if someone steals my truck and my and, and with the dog in, I'm more concerned about my dog than the truck. You know, I can replace the truck. Can't replace right. my dog. All right, man. Let's move on. Story number three, and this is exactly why I live alone. A 72-year-old woman has been arrested after she after she allegedly switched off the hospital roommate's ventilator twice. Because she was annoyed by the sound it made. This is uh, that she told the, this was by the authorities in Germany. Uh, a woman was jailed on a suspicion of attempted manslaughter following the incident at the hospital at the southwestern city of Mannheim in uh, in Germany this past Tuesday. Police and prosecu- prosecutors said in a statement that the suspect is alleged to have switched off the 79-year-old woman ventilator, and despite being told by the staff it was vital for the patient, she switched it off again later in the evening. The older patient had to be revived, and then her uh, her life is no longer while her life is no longer in danger, still requires intensive care. This is some uh, uh, what is what was that show? Uh, perfect, not not perfect stranger. It was uh, the odd couple? He's got odd a, couple. Yeah, they got each other's <laughs> nerves and shit, and they would do some crazy shit to each other. I mean, I, I, what kind of bullshit is this? I mean, I guess it's the beeping, right? That's what I'm thinking it is. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm the beeping or, or she's on a ventilator, so maybe there's like some type of like you know uh, the compression know of the it. air, yeah, right? The compression, right, right, the air compression. But she that that woman had to have known what she was doing. <laughs> oh, one hundred percent. That woman knew what the fuck. Like she knows she knows what a ventilator is. Like you're seventy two years old. There's bad blood there. I know that. Like oh, two, yeah. two old ladies. Like look, old people when they get mad, it's it's forever bad. Yeah, it's like and little I'm kids. Sure. They're like yes. little kids. They're yes. like, oh, fuck that. I don't like that person no more. Yeah, yeah. Dude, to hell with it. it like I said, <laughs> she 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 went ahead and she went ahead and did that just because of the like the little beeping or the or the little vent, you know, the air pre- compression. But she had right. to have known. Oh, she yeah. had to know what she was doing. She had to have known that this would have killed the lady. And I think that's what she meant to do. To oh, be yeah. Honest. Oh, like, yeah. I don't, I don't know if she's seen now or whatever. No, but twice she had to. Have, she had to have known, bro. Twice, and you were told the, after the first time, like, bro, you're twice. gonna kill her. You're gonna kill her. She's like, I'm gonna fuck. <laughs> I'm trying to go to sleep. <laughs> I'm so pulling I'm the plug on this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm Big Z, and that's news to me. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. Chicago sports fans, show off your Chicago pride with some fresh clothes from Grit Clothing Company. At Grit Clothing, they create that simple yet classic style that represents that Chicago Southside lifestyle. From t-shirts to hoodies, hats to glassware, they've got you covered. Grit has everything you need to represent your Chicago pride. So do it right now. Check out gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15. TRUEFAN15. For 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, 15% off your entire order. Let me say it again. That's gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15 for 15% off of your entire order. Hey, what's up? This is Lex Cruz from Jungle AE Recording Studios and Illinois Media School. And you are now listening to True Chicago Sports Fans Podcast. Welcome back to the TCSF Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. In for E-Rock is Ivan Vargas. He is uh, holding it down for E-Rock. 
So uh, thanks for coming on, bro. You know, you're, you're doing a great job. Thank you. We're probably going to have you as a guest host more often, sir. Oh, well, I appreciate it. I'm, I'm open to it. I, like I said, I appreciate it. I'm glad I didn't screw anything up yet. So <laughs> so we'll go We'll go from there. We'll, we'll, we'll keep it as a, as a positive. I haven't there we go. Anything up yet. There, there we go. go. <laughs> All right. This is The Loop, our Chicago sports roundup, where we keep you in the loop. This is Chicago. Doors open on the left at Chicago. Welcome to Chicago. Welcome, welcome to Chicago. Welcome to Chicago. This is Chicago. Doors open on the left at Chicago. Welcome to Chicago. All right, Ivor, we are going to start with my team because there's probably not much news going on with the White Sox. The hot stove isn't so hot right now. We got the water on there. It's on low. It's simmering. But you know what? I don't see the White Sox boiling anything. No pasta, no potatoes. I don't see them doing anything. Uh, last week we covered a Clevenger signing, you know, and there hasn't been any other activity by the White Sox um, as of Monday night. So right now, expect more of Leary Garcia playing second base, shortstop, right field, left field. You know, anytime TA is injured or suspended, you'll see him there. Uh, right. <laughs> we still don't have a, 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 benefit, de- a definite uh, left fielder or right fielder because uh, our right field is moving to first base. Um, you know, our catcher is always hurt. Uh, so he's playing like 75 games and our backup catchers ain't that great. The only thing we have going for ourselves right now is that we have a strong pitching staff. Yeah, you know, it, with the White Sox and, and how everything has played out in the past couple of years, and like I said, like I take shots when I take shots, but like in all seriousness, the team, in my opinion, I and I'm sure a lot, everybody in White Sox Nation thought that this team was going to be World Series contenders, no doubt. And, mm-hmm. so, and honestly, on paper, that's what it is. Tony's out of the way. I know everybody finally was on Tony. Finally out of the way. Should have never been there. Nope. I think you're on the right track. I don't know if this manager is going to be the guy. Um, I still don't even know his name. Like, like Peter the, Griffo. I, I, yeah, yeah. Griffo. Yeah, there we go. Mm-hmm. Um, I know he came from the Royals, but, yeah. you know, just looking at this team and, and where it's at now, so many question marks that mm-hmm. weren't there a year ago. Yep. That you thought weren't there, we're going to be there a year ago. Yep. I think that this team right now, you know, it would benefit from a swift kick in the, in the pants. You know what I'm saying? A wake up call. And I think a lot of these things, like the the number one guy I could think of that would deserve a wake up call is, um, oh my gosh, I, I forget his name. Yoan Mankata. Yoan. Uh, Yoan Mankata. Yep. He. It just seems to me that there's baseball. And he goes and he's out there going through the motion. And then there's his other life. Yeah, his and, uh, and singing he, life, his merengue and bachata yeah, songs. Yeah, his singing, his merengue, to travel, do whatever you want. And that can't be. Like, you can't have a player like that who's not 100% focused. Like, you need you need TA type of focus in Yohan Mankat. And I think, you know, whether it be that big contract that he got right off the bat, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, as yeah. a young man, I don't know what it is, but that has to change because – now you have Jose gone. You don't yep. have you took you took one of the leaders out of the clubhouse. Who's going to emerge as that other leader? We know TA kind of leads uh, uh I, I, leads by example, I guess. I, I I don't know. Leads by his play. Um there was talks about I I, wanna, I don't want to say fractures, but I guess fractures a, a split. There was fractures. Yes, there was. Yeah, a split clubhouse where there's there's Jose as a leader, then there's TA as a leader. It's a, or, or something to that effect. Maybe I'm wrong, but yeah, I, I feel like this team 
needs that wake-up call, whether it be Yoan getting benched, whether it be Yoan getting traded, or, or somebody else getting traded. I, I think those moves are on the horizon for the White Sox because you're going to get, you know, you have a new manager. Like I said, I don't know much about him. I don't know if you trust him as much right now, but I don't think he's going to go and allow that to happen. And I don't think the front office is going to play games anymore either because your window was that was open what two years ago we want to call it mm -hmm. you know right before they fired ricky that window is now slowly getting you know closer to being closed and i'm not saying that it's closed now by any stretch but you just took two years off of these guys careers you just wasted two years another two opportunities for you to go ahead and be that team that the south side has been wanting so i, I really think that the white Sox, like you said they have a good pitching staff i think clevenger was a good move we'll see what happens mm -hmm. you know we'll see what happens with the because uh giolito has a lot of question marks too i think giolito needs to to have uh, uh somebody Ball spit in his cereal you know yeah. what i'm saying like yeah. like so, somebody to go ahead and kick him in the nuts real quick piss himself off and get focused for this year but like i think the white Sox, it, it's a big question mark for me yeah I, and i completely agree with you with that with that take because you look at the white Sox. Um, you said that window was open. You know, Ricky got his boys to play. Ricky's boys play hard. And they had that attitude like, hey, we're coming here. We're going to fuck you up. And even though our our guys are young, we're coming through. Our pitching staff ain't that great, but we're coming through. We're coming at you. And they would come from behind and get these games in. That's how they got into the playoffs. Now, Ricky, we knew he wasn't the guy that was going to take them to the pro promised land. They were kind of like the 2014 Cubs. You know, they were, you know, meddling. They, oh, these guys are coming together. All right, great. Let's live more marinating. And then 2015, you got to the playoffs, right, with the Cubs. That's what you were looking for. These these steps to go up and up and up. And, you know, with Ricky, he had him in the right trajectory. And then you fire him. And then, you know, Rick Hahn gets his his, his uh, bondage cuffs. And they threw him on the bed. Like, oh, we'll be back, bro. We'll see you later. And they go, and they go hire, you know, La Russa. I, that was a horrible tri a horrible signing and what that did is it it, it diminished those two years uh, of development uh mm -hmm. you you looked at a lot of guys regressed during that time because you had a grandpa on the bench and he was letting the kids do whatever the fuck they want he was buying them mcdonald's he was like hey we're going to chuck e cheese today well, well you didn't do your homework well we're still going to chuck e cheese you know right. you, Tim, it, 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 with tony it, real quick with tony yeah. i feel like and you're absolutely 100 percent correct he, he was he wasn't that tony larusa of old correct but i think the i think the 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 dui i think the media destroying him i think that riff with ta where you, you know what I mean? Where there's a, a lot of social questions about Tony. Mm -hmm. I think all that really castrated Tony La Russa to the to the point where it was like he was just gonna go through those motions. It was yeah. a bad sign. Like regardless of all that, should have never been because I felt like emotions and 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 uh, ties, like like you know, personal ties, mm -hmm. led to that with Reinsdorf. And Reinsdorf has done that a lot. Bulls and and Sox and the, done that a lot. And that's why th those teams are not doing well. That, mm -hmm. that shows you exactly what you have to get an outside perspective at some point because someone's not going to tell you, hey, you're beautiful every single day, even though you're ugly as fuck. You know, yep. you need somebody to tell you that that ugly truth like, hey, bro, uh, maybe you should get a haircut, maybe some, you know, shave your shit, maybe another another dress code. Fucking just change all that shit up. You know, you've got to make progressions as you go. And what they did is they regressed with Tony La Russa. Now, did they have the right pitching coach? Yeah. But they hired a pitching coach before they even hired a manager. And then uh, uh, what's his name? I went over to Detroit. Um, 
Ugh, I'm always bad with names. The the, uh, the manager over in Detroit that came from uh, the Astros. Oh, Hinch. 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 Yeah, that Hinch. was the guy. Yeah, that AJ Hinch. Yeah, AJ Hinch. That's the, that was the first person I wanted, or else I wanted Ozzy. And people are like, oh, you're going back to your old girlfriend with Ozzy. I'm like, yeah. But here's the thing. With Ozzy, he's been on the, on the sidelines for such a long time. He's got grandkids now. He's a little bit more mellow. He understands that the media is way more sensitive now. That he's going to speak his truth, but he's also going to hold back. He's going to tell the players how the fuck it is. Like, mm-hmm. R- Ricky used to do that with, with Yuan. Yuan, you yeah. ain't hustling the first. Hey, bro, come sit down right here next to me, and you're going to watch this fucking rest of the game. And you're not playing tomorrow because you're not fucking hustling. Hold these players accountable. And that's what, they, that for the past two years, that was not happening. So you've seen, like, the veterans, uh, uh, like, um, what's, what's his name? Fuck. Um, Lance Lynn and, yeah. uh, and um, <laughs> Liam Hendricks. And then you you had uh, the outfielder as well that we just uh, let go. Uh, those are guys that are veterans, and they're like, "What the fuck is going on here? Mm-hmm. You guys are coming into the fucking dog house, the, the, the the clubhouse, and partying, and you're not mad that you just lost, you know, after a game as well. Like you're not taking this shit seriously. Like, bro, we're trying to win. Look at this stacked ass team, and you guys are underperforming. Like Larry Garcia should not be playing more than ninety games a, a year. No." He should not be at second base, left field, like everywhere. Like I just, I just felt like those two years that window this is pretty much this this thin. It's like almost razor thin at this point because Cleveland got better. Cleveland yeah. was a team that like, oh, they're rebuilding. They traded away all these players, and and they were in the mix. Minnesota is always going to be there. They're those pesky. Minnesota is to us what the uh, St. Louis Cardinals are to you. No matter what, they're going to put a, a product out there and they're going to be competitive. Yeah, no, no doubt, no doubt. I, you know, there's another question I, I really had, and, and it goes to, and I really think that where the Sox are headed and why, um, I forgot your GM's name. Uh, Rickon. Rickon, Rickon. Rickon. What Rickon, I think, is, is going to start, and, and, and Garfo is going to are going to head to is this no-nonsense. Not, not necessarily a no-nonsense, but, like, if you're not putting out, you're not going to be playing. Yeah, it's going to be an overcorrection, and it's a little bit too late. Right, a little bit too late. There's there's also personnel issues that are decisions that were just, you know, asinine. Even with Ricky, you know what I'm saying? And I'm talking, mainly I'm talking about the left fielder in Eloy. Yeah, Spider-Man. Eloy should never see the field again. Like, no. he should never, he, he doesn't need a glove anymore. Like, in my opinion, Eloy is the perfect DH and the perfect DH for the White Sox. Leave him at the DH spot. And I, I get it. He's young. A lot of guys, you know, want to play still when they're young. But if you look at if you look at Eloy's history with the White Sox, what happens to Eloy? Injured every year. Injured every year. And it's typically for some dumb shit. Yeah, jumping into Eloy. the net, uh, spring training. Let me try to catch this home run ball. Bro, just let that shit go. No the one cares. The ball was gone. No one like cares. Feet. Yes. Yeah. And, and those decisions, like – to, or or the, the the lack of the, making those the tough decisions where it's like no Eloy that's sorry sorry kid but you're gonna hit like you we ha- want you here because you have an all world type of bat yeah you can go ahead and slug with the best of them you can hit 40 50 bombs 100 plus RBI that's your potential mm-hmm. so why risk his potential in order to serve his own purpose where it's like you're not serving the purpose of the team correct out there and you're not helping the team out there. You know, running into with, with uh, uh, Lou Bob, you know, that, that type of yeah, yeah. Like, you're gonna take out two players on the stupid play, bro. Just listen to the center fielder. He's, he's I don't think he has the baseball IQ when it comes to the field. 
Exactly. Exactly. When it comes to Phil, he, like I said, he's really goofy <laughs> in a sense. And it's a good yeah. goof. Like, like, ba- like baseball's supposed to be fun. It's a kid's sport, right? Yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's a kid's game. Yeah, the high mom but, and all that shit. Yeah, right, right. But at a certain point, you got to understand that these are professionals and this is a business. Like, it is a game, but it's also a business. And guys are out here busting their ass too. So if you're out here goofy and not, you know, really 100% focus on your on your craft, yeah, stupid shit's gonna happen like that. Lubob Lubob was not not you know uh, inept or, or you know exempt from from guilt too. Because there's some it's things where I'm like, man, Lou, are do you like are you in this game? Like, yeah. is this a game that you're in? Yeah, you know, he, like, you're 100. It's a Yoan issue with Lubob as well. Yeah, like, like he's he's running the outfit and he's just like fucking just cruising. Like, oh shit, it dropped. Oh well, no, dude. You're the center fielder for a reason. You're the one that doesn't let that ball drop. That is your job. Now, he might be gun shy because he might have, you know, Spider-Man over there on the left side trying to, trying to uh, you know, spread out and fucking knock somebody over. And that's probably the problem why he's, you know, a little gun shy. Again, I I, I don't know what you can, if you can attribute to these guys getting, I don't want to say huge contracts because they're really not. If you look at the numbers, they're not really a huge contracts. They just got rewarded really quickly just to, to make you be able to keep them for a long period of time. That was Rick's Hans master plan. And they got mm-hmm. fucked over by the, by the management and, and all that. But what we're looking at right now is we don't have a left fielder. We don't have a right fielder. We haven't had a right fielder since, like, I don't know, Dan Pasco or somebody. I don't even fucking know. Or Jermaine Dye. Jermaine, Jermaine Dye. Dye. Yeah, Jermaine, Jermaine Dye is your last, your last good right fielder. Um, and then you also had... Um, you, you you sign free agents. You you you. Nomar Mazzara was a, was a fucking hot trash fucking trade. Um, you know you you've got players out of uh, uh out of position with Andrew Vaughn. You know Gromit playing uh, right field, and you know he did a okay job not knowing the position. But that you know, and then you had pretty much you have seven DHs on this team, and, and you you can't play them all at the same time because Yasmani Grandel that's another DH. He should not yeah. be catching. Yeah, his catching days are done. I, I really believe so, and that's that another contract that you the highest paid the, contract the highest for the White paid Sox. Contract for the White Sox, and he's the guy's not out on the field. That's a huge, just huge like, red flag, bro. Just like, like John Danks. That's when they yeah. pay, the first time they paid a, a pitcher to keep him, and then he she shits the bed, right? And that's probably why the White Sox, you know, the oh, White Sox are cheap. Well, it's because they get fucking burned. They got snake bin, and, and you that's gonna happen every time. Every team has the same shit. It, it's just. Uh, what happened to Trey Turner on, in the uh, on the Dodgers? He didn't he didn't produce, you know. No. He was sitting on the bench, and now he's he's you know eleven years and I don't know how many million over there in uh, in Philadelphia, and watch him turn it around. I mean, it, sometimes it just doesn't work with the chemistry. It doesn't work. Sometimes they got personal shit going on. But what I see from the White Sox is regression. Um, you're, I see there should be some trades mid season to to sh- take, shake it up, but I don't see this team. Uh, moving forward, uh, I don't see them making the playoffs. Yeah, uh, that's it. You know, it's like I said, with all the question marks, like the view has been clouded. You know, what I'm saying the, the 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 path has been clouded to where are they going to? Yeah, you have a, a a pretty decent pitching staff. As I would say that's your best area yeah. right now. But with all these bats that we thought were going to be, you know, murderers row, we had people saying like yeah. you had. What happened? Like, what happened? Real quick, and it would be my last point for the Sox. Yeah. We, we talked about the money and the contracts that some of these younger guys had got. You got to think about, you know, the, the the where they came from, like the social aspect of it. Some of these guys have never seen that amount of money in their life. They've never even been around it. Right. I'm talking about Yoan. 
Eloy, yep. you know, Lou Bob. Like yep. these guys come from islands. Yep. You know what I'm saying? They're they're hitting rocks and bottle caps playing ball like that. Mm-hmm. Like when you get to that point, it's very easy to become um, drunk off the money and yeah, complacent and like drunk. Oh, you know, I'm I'm I made it. I've made it. Was all that hard work for the contract for the paycheck, or were, do you want more? Was base it was baseball just a courier for you to get this, or do you want more in your baseball career? Do you want to be known as a guy that just stole the money, <laughs> stole the bag, and, and got out of town and, and is living a high life off of a mediocre career? Or are you trying to be the best in the game? And that's that's a question I think that some of these White Sox players. Like I don't doubt it with Ta. Like I don't doubt that drive with Ta. Yeah. Well, but I think Ta when Ta yeah when Ta what Ta I think Ta is the worst his worst enemy right um, you know you get injured obviously you know if you lose a close friend um, that affected him for the second half of one of the seasons and then this year it was the uh, marital issues you know he's cheating on his wife. Um, and, and, oh, yeah. I didn't know any of that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was no, yeah. I did, wow. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, well, that TA, you got some focusing to do too. Like, exactly. That's, that's a huge. That's a huge issue. That is a huge issue, and like he wasn't playing right because he got caught up, and you know that became a social uh, media issue, and the White Sox try to drown it out as much as possible. But you know, people people in Chicago know people in Chicago, and you know they will spread the word, and like, hey man, I just saw TA with so and so, and before you know, a couple hours ago, I just saw him with his wife. You know. You will see that. You will hear that. It's a big city, and the big city will talk. So uh, TA's got some growing up to do, um, and you can see what happened with Jose Abreu. He said the White Sox offered him a contract. The Astros offered him a contract. I, he didn't specify if the White Sox matched it or not. But what he said is, I'm tired of losing. I don't go. hate you. I have a Jose Abreu rookie signed uh, jersey. It's in frame. It's got a, you know signed and it's got dirt and a medallion and all this shit. I got pictures with him. I've known this kid since he was on the radar, and I as soon as they they signed him, I was all in because I was like, fuck it, he's the next Paulie. You know, he's he's the next first baseman. Chicago is known for their first baseman. I was all in. Am I mad that he left? Yes. I wish he would have retired the White Sox, but at the same time, it's a business, right? And this yeah. this guy is a winner, and wants to win. If I keep hitting three hundred uh, every year and putting up twenty five home runs, and no one else is fucking doing their job, because he was the only one out after every game, left on the bench, looking at the scoreboard, pissed off. Where, where is the drive from the rest of the players? Yeah, no, I tell you, you you said it perfectly, bro. All right, bro. Let's move over to the north side of town with the Cubs, man. Tell me what's going on with the Cubbies, man. To be honest with you, I'm not like I wasn't as worried about the Cubs at the end of this year as I was at the end of last season. Okay. Because at the end of last season was kind of similar. Like, what the hell are we gonna do? Like, where is you know uh, where is Jed taking us? And I still have I still have a lot of questions surrounding Jed and and, and some of his decisions. Uh, I'm not gonna go into like the past as much, but like seeing how the young they're they're playing the younger guys. Mm-hmm. They're really trying to groom the younger players and, and really, you know, weed out the guys that aren't going to be a part. Yeah. Like uh, Schwindel, gone. Yep. You Good. can't produce, you're gone. Yeah. Wisdom, Wisdom, I think was on that. It, it was on that same, you know, block, but he started producing. Yeah, well, he was so, hurt a lot though. He yeah, was, he, he, he did get hurt a lot, but I think I, I really believe that since and he was a, a, a like a. a he was a project. He was yeah, a reclamation project. Re- reclamation project. Thank you. He he, he went ahead and, and uh, they went ahead and took a ch- shot on him. Same with Schwindel. One worked, one didn't. 
That's going to happen. Uh, yeah, it's going to happen. But I think, you know, the decision to go ahead and bring up a guy like Morrell, to bring up uh, 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 Vasquez, uh, his, his buddy, and right, but bring up these younger guys, give them a shot. You know, we still have to see about this catcher position. Like, that's one of the big things that, you know, I'll, and I'll talk about in a second. But I think this youth movement for the Cubs under David Ross, I think it's it's going to work out. I really, I really think that they're on the right path. You have a veteran uh, uh, pitcher in Hendricks. I don't know what's going to happen with you know, last year. That's his last year. I don't know what's going to happen, but you, you have an opportunity to build what the Cardinals are building, right? Build from the farm system, have, have a, a, a coach that's a manager that's on the same, you know, well, as long as, as far as I know, is on the same uh, uh, plane Page as a GM. As a, yeah, as a GM. I, I really think that the Cubs are they're not going to go ahead and win 90 games next year. No. But they're going to be that pesky team where it's like you start to see, especially around midseason, maybe some more guys come up, you start to see the outline of what they're going to be doing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Maybe somebody else gets gets moved around. I'm not sure. But for, for me, I just I, – I'm more open to seeing the Cubs – rebuild and I, I, I'm, I'm more confident than I was last season with the Cubs, right? The, it, it just seems like there's a plan now. Get younger, and then once you get younger and these guys start to perform, or if these guys perform, then you start taking shots at, at free agents. I know you got I know they have a big opportunity now this offseason with the Correa, with the Bogarts, with the Turner. I, for me, I would rather go with the Bogarts. I, I just think he's he's very consistent in what he does. Um, I like Trey Turner's speed, and I love Correa just because he, he, I mean, he's a generational type player. Mm-hmm. But it, it, it's its hard for me to see them going out and blowing a bunch of money, like, right now. I, I don't know what they're going to do. They're, they've been very quiet as of late, you know what I'm saying? So I, I really think that the Cubs are on the right path, but it's going to take some time. You're going to have to let the kids grow. Yeah, I, I agree with the, with the approach of what they're doing. It's, it's funny because I feel like the dynamic is flipped, where you had the um, the remnants of the sixteen Cubs and that they weren't producing. They weren't producing. You know, they would make the playoffs, but they weren't getting over that hump again. And and the White Sox were exciting. They were young. They're up and coming. Look at all this talent that's coming up. And look at now they're signing veterans. And you know, you're like, oh, well, the window's open. They're gonna see. They're gonna do something good. They're gonna be world beaters. And now we don't see that with the White Sox. Now we're like, okay, the Cubs. You've seen all this young talent produce at the end of the season, especially the pitching staff that mm-hmm. came up and dominated. They had one of the best ERAs in the second half. You had uh, Christopher Morrell. Great job. You had Ian Happ. Didn't he win a gold glove? Come on. Let's let, yeah. let, let's give them these guys these flowers. Suzuki, I, I don't I don't think he's there yet. I think this is that, that was that adjustment year. But I think he will be okay. As long as you have a, a good lineup, he'll be protected. Uh, Nico Horner, he might be the odd man out if they sign that that shortstop, right? Uh, you can maybe platoon him. He maybe can go I, in the outfield, I maybe think, play second base. I think he goes to second. I think he's. I think they'll leave it because he he's shown some decent range at short. Yeah, but I think he's better off at at, at playing second base. And Nico Horner's a guy that his hitting really came on because I think yep. his hitting was the biggest question mm-hmm. mark. Yeah, it was is, is he is he going to take that next step in the, at at the plate? And he did. He really did. Nico was coming up with big, big hits, uh, you know, almost every week, it seemed like. The mm-hmm. huge hit to, to bring in two runs, huge hit to, to take the lead, tie the game. I, I like Nico. I like I like the, the 
like I said, I like this core. I like the, the youth movement. Saya, like, I agree with you there. I, I think this was an adjustment year. But when you hear his teammates, when you hear the manager talk about Saya's involved. Like, Saya's not. Yes, not you know, shy he's about. not singing. shy yeah. about. Yeah, he's not shy. He's not sulking. He knows he, he wants to be better. He knows he could be better. He, he's a guy that's uh, uh, motivated, right? Like, he wants to prove his worth to this team. And I think, and I believe he's really happy here yes. with the Chicago Cubs. Yeah. So, you know, looking at how they go forward, whether it be, you know, Happ and left, Morel and center, Seiya and right, and then, you know, you got Nico at, at short. You got to figure out what you're going to do at first. You got to figure out what you're going to do at short. At third base, I think is still uh, P. Wizzy. The biggest hole to fill is that catcher spot. Like, yeah. yeah, I know they got, I think Jan Gomes is still on the team. Uh, yep. But losing Willie, it, it, yeah, we're, it's, we're, it's an upsetting point. It, 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 it really gets me pissed off. Like, they, talking about losing Wilson Contreras because Wilson Contreras, to me, his energy, his passion, that's a guy that I want leading my team. Right. And I don't know if there was issues behind the scenes. I, I really don't see what there, there being any, maybe because of the contract. I just losing a guy like him, it, it hurts. It really hurts. Like, I don't know who the outright leader of the team is. Now it kind of falls to Hap, Horner, maybe. Um, but I, even Hendricks, Hendricks is a, a more quieter, mm -hmm. yeah, like lead by example type of guy. You need a guy that's, that's active, that's vocal, that shows that type of passion that the team, that embodies the team, right? Mm -hmm. You need somebody that, that like that. And I don't know. I don't know who's going to step up to the plate or if they're going to bring in a guy that, that, that can do that. I don't know where that guy is. Yeah, you really don't have a, a, like a clear picture of who the leader is in a clubhouse anymore. You do have a lot of guys that are you know have been around. You got Kyle Hendricks, obviously still, still hanging out from the 2016 team. Um, you know, Justin Steele, Keegan Thompson, uh, Nelson Vasquez, PJ Higgins. Uh, you got Rowan Wick. Uh, <laughs> some of these guys I don't even know who they are. Um, I know you got Mark Leiter Jr., uh, Albert Alizé. I mean, you got some names of, of kids who are coming up, and you're like, okay. I mean, you also have Cody Hoyer, who came from the White Sox, had that surgery right away, but that's going to be one of your pitching studs. I'm going to tell you right now, he was a stud for us, but that doesn't always translate when they switch teams, right? We've known that right. with Nicky Two Strikes, who hasn't been able to stay on the field. This guy was, you know, killing getting on base with the White Sox, and you're like, yeah, yeah, we'll take him off your – for, you know make that trade and um he really hasn't produced for you guys so you're going to be filling some holes and catcher is your number one should be your number one priority as long with the shortstop um those are the two things that you really need and then everything else you can fill around because you still have time the window's not open yet so you can you know go through the draft and and make some trades here and there and you know fill these needs as you keep going and keep growing um, you're going to be one of those teams that was a spoiler, just like you did at the end of the season. You're going to be that spoiling team that comes in and takes two out of three from the Cardinals or, or from the Dodgers. And then they're like, what the hell just happened? This, these are kids. Who the hell are these guys? And that's what's going to happen with the Cubs. I really think that they're on the right track, especially because they usually bought pitching and, and groomed hitting. And now they're they're grooming their pitchers uh, and, and their hitters. And, and it's, it's right. nice to see that they have a well-rounded, just like you said, like, St. Louis, every year, they're producing guys. Whoever, next man up, boom. And then you're like, oh, my God, where did this guy come from? And now he's a star. And that's what you want out of your organization is that you build from the bottom and continue to do that. Not all of us are the Yankees or the Dodgers um, or even now like San Diego or Philadelphia or, you know, that are going to spend the $400 million for one player. 
that's not us. Even though we're, we're the second, third biggest market for baseball, we still don't do that. We don't do it on either side of town, especially on the south side. We're not definitely not going to do that. We're not going to be in the Aaron Judge sweepstakes. That's not us. No. Because, first of all, if you do that, then you can't fill the rest of the team. Yeah, and, and that that kind of irked me, too, like those rumors. Because like, I know the Cubs kind of floated out rumors. Mm-hmm. Sox float out rumors. I'm like, that's, that's a move a team that's ready makes. Correct. You know what I'm saying? It's a, that's a move that a team that's ready makes. And the Sox and the Cubs, but the Sox, if they made the move last year, I'd have been like, oh my God. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, yep. here here they come. Yep. But making the move this year, it doesn't make any doesn't sense. Doesn't make and any Cubs, sense. No. For the Cubs, the same thing. It just doesn't make any sense. You're getting younger. You want, if you, like I said, if they make a move on one of these shortstops, okay, cool, I get it. Now you've added somebody, you, you've added a name. Next year, you could add a couple more names and then maybe be really ready to go ahead and make uh, some, some noise in the league but right now it just to go ahead and give all that money to a guy like Aaron Judge who deserves it like to, to trust me he's the guy that deserves it took a shot on himself and deserves it doesn't make sense here for Chicago on either side alright what's give me one name before we start closing out give me one name that's a free agent that you want on your on your team on the Cubs uh, Xander Bogarts I, I, I would like if we're gonna start there I would go with Xander Bogarts I, I just his consistency, yep. you know what I mean? He's on the field all the time. He, he plays uh, his bat. Obviously, he has a potential to get even better there. And his glove, he's, he's a he's a, he's a a solid shortstop. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I really think that the Cubs would benefit from that. Not saying that Nico's a dog or anything, but Xander Bogarts and Nico Horner. Nico's a hard worker. Xander has a, a, an immense amount of talent. I agree and with I you. Think that, I think that that could be a good marriage. I trip. agree with you. And it's Xander Bogarts was was part of the original uh, Chris Sale trade. And the uh, boss and shut that down real quick. They're like, nope, you can have Yoan, though. Can you imagine if we would have Bogarts instead of Yoan? Uh, that man. left side would be on. Un- un- there was nothing getting past that left side. If you T.O. Put- would go to second. T.A.? That's fine. Yeah, T- yeah, yeah. T.A. goes to second. You'd have a great at middle infield. Again, yeah, that'd be great. So uh, Xander Bogarts, 15 homers last year, 73 RBIs, 307 average. You know, he got the qualifying offer extended. He's like, nah, I'm going to go free agency. So I, I agree, Xander Borgards. Also, I think you guys are are, are the dark horse for Dans, Dansby Swanson, which is, I, I've seen this kid play in Atlanta, and I really love him. And I think he would be an awesome addition uh, to the Cubs as well. 25 homers, 96 RBI, 277 average. Either one of those two guys, you put them on that, and you know, at shortstop and plug them in there. And, and you know, now, you, now you're cooking with gas. Yeah, no doubt. I, Dansby, Dansby's a, a guy whose bat kind of came up, you know, around like recently. Like at first, it was kind of just I, I felt like is this guy just going to be a, a you know flash in the pan? Yeah, yeah, flash in the pan or just just the glove. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. A, a real yep. good glove man. But he's twenty five home runs, two seventy. It's that's good numbers. I, I really think that you can't go wrong with either one. Me, like I said, preference wise, Bogarts. But Dansby Swanson, if they went ahead and got a guy like that, I wouldn't be too upset. Yeah, for the White Sox, for me, it's going to be Brandon Nemo, the center fielder from the New York Mets. 16 homers, 64 RBIs, 274. A guy who's great in the outfield, and, you know, he's, he's putting up numbers. Also, he's going to be moving to one of the corners, which is mm-hmm. fine. Or he can be center field and move Lou Bob to one of the corners. I don't care. These two guys out in the outfield, nothing's dropping. Um, definitely would be something that I would be focusing on along with second base and catcher. But uh, right now, you know, 
you're gonna get what you can get, and I think Brandon Neal was a name that 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 the White Sox can get. Yeah, Brandon. I mean, I don't that no, don't know much about Brandon Nemo, but if it helps your defense in the outfield and he's consistent at the plate, there's you can't really ask for much more. Like I said, there's you need to solidify one of those corner spots, right? Whether it be right field or, or left field, yep. I think I think you you would keep, in my opinion, you'd keep Lou Bob in center, and you put a, Nem- a Nemo in, in in right and see where how that works. He's played right for for the for the Mets, so. Yep. I think it's a perfect shoe-in for, for, for the White Sox if they went and got Nemo. Oh, I love it. I can't wait to hear more news from the hot stove. Uh, just a quick note before we get out of there. Uh, former Cub and uh, crime aficionado, the crime dog, Fred McGriff, is going to Cooperstown via the Contemporary Baseball Era Players Committee. I've always loved watching him play in Atlanta with David Justice, Smoltz, Glavin, and Milex. Well-deserved. He, he played on a bunch of teams, Toronto, Cubs. So uh, well-deserved for him. Yeah, no doubt. All right, fans, we'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. Hey, true Chicago sports fans, show off your Chicago pride with some fresh clothes from Grit Clothing Company. Grit Clothing Company. At Grit Clothing, they create that simple yet classic style that represents that Chicago Southside lifestyle. From t-shirts to hoodies, hats to glassware, they've got you covered. Grit has everything you need to represent your Chicago pride. So do it right now. Check out gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15. TRUEFAN15. For 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, percent off your entire order. Let me say it again. That's gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15 for 15% off of your entire order. Hey, this is comedian Ken Gar, and I was just a guest on the True Chicago Sports Fans Podcast with you Big Earl and G-Money and a bunch of weirdos. So tune in! Welcome back to the TCSF Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. In for E-Rock is Ivan Vargas filling the big shoes, and uh, we're going to continue going around the loop, and we're going to stop over on the Madhouse on Madison with the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, but hey, as they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. All right, all right. I mean, we, there's nothing much to get excited about with the Blackhawks, man. What, what can you tell us about the Blackhawks? <laughs> well, uh, and, and honestly, it's for uh, I speak for both teams at the United States. It's more like the sad house on Madison, uh, you know, these days. But with the Blackhawks, man, just still rebuilding, you know, still what do you have to look for? You got the captain, you got Kane. That's pretty much it. A very young team, still kind of trying to find their way. I know they had a lot of uh, issues last season, especially, uh, you know, with, with the scandal that broke out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A lot of a lot of turnover, a lot of uh, changing parts. I don't know where they're going to go. Uh, that's a team in Chicago that, you know, talk about a fall from grace. They've really felt fallen hard. I don't know know how they re- rebuild this I, w- I would say continue to draft smartly uh now that you have you know you got a new gm you got a new coach let's see what a couple of years does and i know hawks fans don't want to hear that but i think that's what it's going to take for you to begin to see where the hawks are going because right now it's just not good it's definitely not good and the prices are still not good i don't understand how the prices are still so high with a team that's so garbage seven wins and 13 losses they're getting blown out 
Um, and when they're playing these teams, I mean, sometimes they do score four or five goals, but they're still losing because they don't have defense. John, like their 17th uh, goalie, you know, everybody mm-hmm. keeps getting hurt. Um, <laughs> I was at the game a couple weeks ago and, uh, you know, for the military appreciation night and I picked up a puck, you know, I'm a supporting military and so forth. And uh, I, I picked up a Philip Bruce uh, puck. Yeah, I didn't know who that guy was. Yeah, I, I don't know who Philip Bruce is. Yeah, I mean, his mama knows him. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm going to say is just, you know, as soon as I picked up the puck, because it was one of those mystery pucks, you don't know who you're going to get till you open the package. Uh, mm-hmm. I walked back to the suite, and uh, he's in a penalty box. I'm like, dude, what happened? They're like, yeah, <laughs> Luz tripped somebody. He, was, you know, so he got hit in the back of the head, and he, he went over and tripped him, and they threw him in the bo- penalty box. I'm like, kind of like that player. Okay, well, yeah. let's keep that guy. <laughs> <laughs> show some guts. Yeah, show some guts. I mean, you know, Chicago, uh, anybody in Chicago who plays one of our Chicago teams, you know, if you show grit, you show guts, and, and you, you show that you're going to give it your 120% every night, you're, you're going to be loved by the, by the Chicago fans. And right now, the Blackhawks really need some players that the Chicago fans can identify with because the, the, the doom that's pending is these trades. You know, what are we going to get for Kane? What are we going to get for Taves? And at this point, you have to do that because we're, we're a losing organization right now and we need to rebuild. And one thing the Blackhawks have done very well is drafting. Um, their trades have been shit. Um, they trade away really good players, you know, Panarin and, and some other ones. But drafting is what we've done well. Um, and so that's what you have to look forward to. So I'm waiting for these prices to go down and I'm going to enjoy some some hockey as close as I can to the ice. And, and I, I think the sport is still a fun sport to watch, whether they suck or not. Um, but it's it's really a, a sad situation with everything that's happened the fall from grace of uh, being a a prime uh, uh organization that was in the limelight now to being a, a laughing stock yeah and it, like you you had mentioned that hammer that's going to fall when if whether or not Kane or Taves are gone at the you know at the trade deadline and i think that's going to be it's going to be the key to where the blackhawks are headed if they want to hold on to them Okay, fine. How are you going to put people around them? Because we know that they're good, but they're getting up there in age. Mm-hmm. How are you going to put people around them? Who are you going to put around them? I think that if there's a team calling and wants to give up a, a ton of picks, maybe some young players as well. I'm talking about top tier players. Yeah. For, to to get a cane, to get a taste for the playoff push. Yeah, I think you have to pull that trigger because you got to reload more than just one or two positions at a time you got to find a netminder you got to find some you know some defenders you're gonna you had like i said you have a new coach so you're gonna have to you know with all that turnaround you're gonna have to find more talent out there to do it and if that means giving up on and i it's gonna hurt hawks fans to, mm-hmm. to see it if they do it if it means giving up on kane and taze for the betterment of the organization then that's what you have to do Definitely. like you said they're not a winning team right now they haven't been a winning team in, in, in quite a few years now. I think it's time to start looking to the to new horizons and maybe, you know, expecting this more than, you know, hoping it doesn't happen. Just accept it and move forward because I don't like – I enjoyed it, man. I it, When when the Hawks were on fire, and like, we never experienced that. Well, maybe in the 90s because I was born in 89, okay. so I'm a little younger. But maybe, you know, in the 90s when they were good, it went to a, a, a Stanley Cup lost obviously maybe that was like around that time people were excited about it but from the, the you know the mid 90s up until the point where they went ahead nobody gave a damn about the blackhawks nobody and that's 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 honest to god honest truth but when they came on the scene 
drafting Taze, drafting Kane, signing Hosa, you know, and then putting together the team that they had, everybody fell in love with him. Yeah. Everybody fell in love with him. People yeah. who didn't even give a shit about hockey yes. fell in love with the Blackhawks yep. because of how they played, because of the, the, the team that they had, the guys that they had there, the coach, everything. Like, you fell in love with them, and they were very easy to love. You could do that. Like, I think it's time to do that again. Instead of holding on to, you know, remnants of the past, appreciate them, move forward, and find the next line of, of, of great Hawks players because right now we're, we're really just holding on to two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. And I and I, I am one of those players. I knew about hockey. I knew about the Blackhawks. But I was like, okay, well, Chalios is gone and, and, and whoever else was in, on that team. And I'm like, meh. I'll go to a game. It's free, right? Yeah, I'll go. But when they started winning in 2008, 2009, you're like, okay, wow. Like, all right. Then bringing up the young guys, I'm like, oh, okay, now, now we got some we got some gas over here. Let's go. Mm-hmm. And they started winning. And after after the first cup, I was like, oh, now I'm watching every single Hawks game. Every I knew game. I knew I knew every single line. I'm like, okay, here comes the second line. Boom. Here comes mm-hmm. this is what they're gonna do. This is the plays they're gonna run. And even when they were down two, three goals, you're like, Hawks got this. I ain't worried. They're gonna come back in the last second and win anyways because that's what we got used to. The the talent level that we had was ridiculous. So yeah, it is time to turn the page, and uh, it's time to move forward and let those guys go win a championship somewhere else. Hey, uh, the Seattle's a great team. Golden Knights are a great team. Uh, the Kings. You got the Stars, the Jets, the Wild. Those guys are gonna need somebody to put them over uh, for that playoff run. So guess what? Pony up. Pony up, yeah. time, time to turn it, the page. And it, it, and it will. And, and they, I really believe for, for the talent level of a Kane, the talent level of a Taze, you're going to pay the prime real estate. And, and Kane is the biggest one, right? Kane's a big fish because he could put the puck in the back of the net. Yep. And he could do just uh, wondrous things on the ice. Mm-hmm. It, it Either one, like it, it, maybe it, even if it was one, I think you have to make a move. It's got to be done. It's got to be done. All right, let's move over to the other side of the Madhouse on Madison, or the Sad House, I would like to call it right now. Uh, the Chicago Bulls, man, they're having trouble, man. Can you uh, can you break this down and tell us what's going on? Because I don't know what the hell's going on with the Bulls. Is it is it the coaches? Is it the players? Is it the bench? Uh, what's going on, man? Uh, to be honest, I don't know. I don't know. I think the lack of shooting definitely hurts. Mm-hmm. Um, you're you're expecting, you know, Pat. Williams to go ahead and take another step. I still think, you know, there's time for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the lack of shooting is clear. And, you know, you got, you still got inconsistencies with Vucevic. Um, you know, Zach is, Zach is Zach. We know who he is as a player. Uh, but it's just, you're, you're, you're looking for answers that aren't there on the team. You know what I'm saying? Like, and they're very streaky with their shooting. It, it comes to me, it comes down to shooting. Mm-hmm. Like you gotta have guys that can hit the three in today's NBA, and I just think that they're too inconsistent of a team shooting wise to to keep up with some of these teams in the NBA. And right now, defensively, I, I feel like they're having issues as well. You know what I'm saying? Like there, there's there's some flaws in the in the defense, but it, it comes down to shooting for me. You gotta be able to shoot the three. You gotta be able to to, to keep up with some of these better teams in the league if you want to make the playoffs this year it's it you know the lakers are, are around the same uh, have the same type of issues that well they got different issues but the lakers are have the same type of record as the bulls 
I right now I believe that the Lakers could still make a push. Well, they have one player that can help them make a push, but you know I still think that they could make a push with the Bulls. I'm like, where are you going to get the shooting from? Yeah. Who are you going to find? Like, who, who's going to all of a sudden become red hot? Kobe White? He, you know, he's real streaky. Mm-hmm. Like, who, who's going to come off the bench? And is Dragic going to be that guy? You know, I know we're hurting without uh, Lonzo, but even with Lonzo, it's like, he's a good shooter, three-point shooter, but he's not going to solve the issues for you. It, it's an all-around team issue with shooting. And yeah, I, I'm I'm right there with it. Yeah, I, I think it's like it starts with with Donovan, right? Donovan's implementing this team first kind of thing, like oh, let's pass the ball, let's move the ball, get find the open man, take a good smart shot. That's what he wants. Mm-hmm. You don't you don't have that with with Zach. Zach is like I want if I'm hot, I'm taking over the game and I'm playing ISO ball the entire time. We've seen that from Zach for many years. We know what he can do when he's hot. Like the other night when he put up forty, I mean he put a put up a forty piece. And they lost, and then he walks off the court, doesn't even shake his own players' hands, his teammates' hands, and walks straight out to the to, to the back. I get it, you're pissed, bro, but be a professional. Be a professional. Yeah. You know your your teammates are, are are there for you. They're cheering you on while you're doing it. And you're being a dick. Also on on the court, like there's been times where I'm watching, like they don't pass the Vooch, which is wide open. They're like, mm, nope, nope. It's a, there's some issues. It's a, there's some issues in there. Yeah, the uh, trust issues, like yep. you. Who can you trust to go ahead and act? Vooch, Vooch. How many times have we seen him wide open? Vooch, shoot the ball. He shoots the ball, can't hit the shot. No. no. You know what I'm saying? It, there's too many times. So, yeah, I would say trust issues could be, you know, a, a big issue for the Chicago Bulls team. You know, I just don't think that they know who the alpha is. Yes. I don't think they know who the alpha is, whether it be DeMar or whether it be Zach. I, I don't know who's leading that team. I thought it was going to be Zach. I thought Zach was going to be a little bit more mature about it. But I just don't know. I don't know whether it's it's Damar or Zach's team. Whose team is it? It's It seems to me like there's trust issues there and there's uh, still a little bit of immaturity in that locker room. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think what you're seeing right now is either it's either Zach or DeRozan being the alpha game bad game right it's like all right whoever's hot is going to be the alpha and then i'm just going to stand back and i'm going to stand here and not be an integral part of the offense so what you're seeing especially with demar or zach when they have the ball the the rest of the guys are stagnant they're just staring they're not cutting they're not making the the good picks and you know picking rolls like you see demar taking these ridiculous shots and you're like oh he went you know he went seven for 21 well, he went for 7-21 because he's forcing up shots because no one else is moving around to be open. You, again, Kobe's coming off uh, the injury. Uh, he's been okay. Uh, Caruso's playing his ass off on defense, so that's what you got him for. You didn't get him for his offense. The other day, he, I think he had zero points and four assists or something like that. You got Vooch, who anytime he plays a real big, he doesn't show up. He'll have his 10-12 points you know, because he gets fouled and he goes to the free throw line, but he's not getting no more than six rebounds against a big. Dude, mm-hmm. you're seven foot two, bro. You can go and get some rebounds. Patrick Williams, same thing. You know, it's it, it's it's streaky. Is he gonna be? Uh, is this gonna be a game where he takes a step forward? The other day, he got it really high and got a, uh, a rebound, and Stacy called it a man rebound. I don't remember Stacy calling him a man uh, in a long time. And what you're having is okay. He had well, 12, 14 points, whatever it was. But again, you had under ten rebounds. These guys are not rebounding. They're not playing team basketball. Everyone should have a role, and I think with with Donovan, you know, he's trying to implement this thing, but the team isn't there yet. And if you want to talk about the bench, the lack uh, lack of a bench, 
it's really hurting the team because usually have pretty good shooters coming off the bench, and we don't have that. Io's a a, a a point guard. He's not putting up any points. Uh, uh, this guy, the old man, coming up. Uh, <laughs> he he's streaky too. Like sometimes you have ten points, you know, in one Dragic. Court. Yeah, Dragic, and then sometimes he's not. He, you know, he's coming off playing uh, uh, in in the tournament, and he's in midseason form. You know, he's got his wind under him. But he's an old man, man. He's, just, he's all, what, 36, 37, 38? Like, he's yeah. not going to be the guy that can show up for you every night. Um, and then, you know, th- there's a lot of guys on the bench that are not getting any playing time for whatever reason. But I just don't see the Bulls doing anything. Um, and it might be time to take to shake things up. You know, there's rumors that the Lakers want uh, DeRozan and Vooch for some type of package, for you know, expiring contracts and some picks. Um, then you got, you know, there's a trade going out there, for, uh, rumor out there that, you know, the, the Knicks are interested in Zach. If, and that's the thing, it's like, if, if it's not going to work, you, it's better to do it now than to go ahead and try to force it. Yeah. Because I think Billy Donovan's staying as a head coach. I yeah, think he, they're going to keep Billy. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, Billy's, Billy's going to be here for a while. So you, you have a guy guy like Io, you'll have a guy like Lonzo, you'll have younger guys who you could mold to who you want to be, right? Like mm-hmm. you could, you could, they could become the embodiment of what you want as a head coach on this team. The older guys, Vooch, Damar, Zach, it's harder for them to go ahead and buy in, especially if they're, you know, they're riffing with each other, especially if one guy, or especially if you don't know who's the, the top dog or nobody wants to take over the team, inconsistencies with Vooch. Mm-hmm. I think it's best if you could find a package to where you're getting, you know, a lot back for them. Like you said, expiring contracts, so you could go ahead and, and, and uh, uh, restock the cap. I think you're going to have to make a move like that because it, it, it's it's getting to the point like we're almost at Christmas. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. We're almost at Christmas time, and once you get into the new year, you pretty much know who you are. Yeah. You pretty much know who you are after after. You know christmas and, and, and into the new year into january so decisions are going to have to be made it, the the knicks i know the knicks are very hungry i know the knicks want to get, win playoff games i know the knicks want to get back to the nba finals if they want to overpay for zach or you know what i mean take the contract take you know uh, give us some picks give us a uh, uh, maybe a, a, a younger guy i think they were saying they were mentioning ob Toppin. i would take an ob Toppin and some picks i would take and some picks you want, yeah, if you want Zach, a, a, a big-time scorer, yeah. who, or who, a guy who can score and shoot from the outside and, and slash, yeah, I, I want Obi Toppin and some picks because you're trying to – you're there. Like, yeah. you, they believe that their window is now. Mm-hmm. And if the Bulls decide to go another route, the best thing you could do is go ahead and expose or, uh, or exploit – excuse me, some of these uh, – some of these teams are going to be a little bit desperate at the trade deadline. Yeah, I think for the Bulls, it's, it's you know the same story of being you know stuck in the middle. You know, mm-hmm. we, we we have a good team, and and then you know you, you're stuck as a four seed, five seed, six seed. Once you start playing these one and two seeds, you know the difference in in, in quality of players and, and all stars that, that the cream rises to the top. You see that every year with Boston. You're like, oh, Boston, they're, they're a three seed. Yeah, they're a three seed. They'll be a two seed. They'll be a one seed. They've got some players. They have a, a, a pretty good bench. You got Miami, same thing. You got you got really good superstars over there and a good bench. You're seeing these players. I mean, even even Brooklyn has a decent team. It's just they're fucking all head cases. That's that's the problem over there. But they can put up numbers. You know, 
as much as we we're talking about the, the Lakers, they got three Hall of Famers on there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, they look at their numbers. It's a Hall of Fame resume. The thing is that you have too many egos in there and they don't know how to work together. And that's always been the thing with Russ. And then, you know, you got Anthony Davis, who's made out of glass. So <laughs> that's just that's the way it is with the Bulls. But it, it, being stuck in the middle is not where you want to be in any one of our, especially for Chicago. We, we want to be at the top and we got to push for it. And you've got to make some hard decisions. Uh, and like you said earlier in, in the show, we're talking about a Reinsdorf uh, run team, you know. Mm-hmm. What what is, what is the direction? What's the clear direction? What we do know is that Donovan is going to be here for a long time. He resigned the contract. Obviously, you know, someone can get fired, but what it looks like is he's going to be here for a long time. Pat Will's probably going to be here for a long time. Io's going to be here for a long time. Who is the, the remaining cast that's going to be here? I don't think Lonzo will be here because he hasn't played for almost two years. I think mm-hmm. they'll, they'll get rid of him as soon as they can um, if they're not going to be competing this year. So he'll be some trade bait. But again, the, the Bulls, you know, meddling with the, with the middle of the pack, it's not going to go well for the fall, for the whole rest of the season. No, I agree. I, I, like I said, it's better to rip the Band-Aid off yes. sooner rather than later. Yeah, that's right. All right, let's talk about your bread and butter, sir. Let's talk about the Chicago Bears. Holy fuck, man, we had that game. <laughs> but at the same time, I didn't want them to win, but I did want a competitive game, and that's exactly what we got. Well, you wanted that you're you're a draft guy. You're a draft. Well, pick at guy? The, at this point, what we're doing, right? We have all this cap room. We got 130 something plus million for next year, and you know what you want to do is bank on the uh, biggest bang for the buck. So for the number two pick, because I don't see Houston winning any, any more games, uh, we'll be the number two pick. You can you know get a great package because these these are a couple teams that are looking for quarterbacks. Uh, San Francisco just lost two quarterbacks for the rest of the year. Um, you have a lot of. Uh, uh, the certainty over there in New York with Mike White and and Sunshine or whatever his name is over there, uh, the mo- the milf uh, raper, uh, whatever his name is. So it <laughs> was consensual. He didn't rape. It was consensual. It was consensual. But but yeah, the, the milf hunter, the milf hunter. The milf hunter. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got a lot of teams that are looking for quarterback. I mean, Russ is a, a hot garbage in Denver. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Seattle's going to be looking for a quarterback too. I don't. I don't think they're going to keep that. Uh, um, uh, what's his name? Bro, is it, no, Brissett is in. Cleveland. We're talking about Cleveland, uh, yeah. yeah, the other guy uh, up in Seattle. This uh, Texas doesn't. Oh, uh, Geno Smith. Geno Smith. Yeah, Texas doesn't have a quarterback. I mean, there's gonna be a lot of teams that are gonna be uh, uh, chomping at the bit to get that sub- second pick, and you're looking at getting a good package for him. So trade down, get get an extra four picks, and and, and stack up as much great talent as you can to put around Justin Fields and on the defense. We had a young defense that played yesterday. They just ran out of gas. The defense did great yesterday. It just ran out of gas. Uh, Fields did what he could do with with, with some shoulder pain um, and no receivers. Um, and obviously, the offensive line is more uh, game plan to provide some passing coverage and not really some running coverage because I don't see Montgomery hitting any holes. Well, I'll say this: like I, I am expecting them to compete. Like I still expect them to compete. They have a lot of injuries. A lot of a lot of places where there's just not enough talent, you know, just not enough talent. I wanted them to win that game. I'm not gonna lie. I'd rather them win that game than any other game, uh, even though it's like, even though it's like, yeah, it, it's not the Super Bowl, but it's our Super Bowl. It's but our Super Bowl, you're just yeah. you're you're sick of losing to the Packers. You're sick of losing. Period. Yeah. Um, 
but I can I can see what, what, what you're saying. I, I could agree that having that pick could be the difference in what the Bears need. It could be the difference for what the Bears need, right? You you mentioned multiple picks. I think you get multiple first round picks. Yes. On on top of uh, you know it it's it, at the least for a number two. You got Brees Hall or Bryce Hall. You have uh, who's the other guy from Ohio State? Uh, Oh my God, his, his name's forgetting me. <laughs> but you, you have quarterbacks out there and teams that are going to need quarterbacks that are going to be desperate to make that move. Yeah, they're, they're going to pull uh, Ryan Pace. Yeah, they're pull Ryan Pace trading trading for Mitch. It's I, and I, I mean, not saying that any of these quarterbacks will be a Mitch Trubisky, but you'll get that des- that type of desperation mm-hmm. from some of these teams that need a quarterback now. Um, I don't think the Bears talent. I don't think that they're tanking. I really don't. I no. think what you've heard from Ryan Pace, or excuse me, Ryan, you had to, Ryan, Ryan Poles. Pace, Ryan right. Poles, um, and Matt Eberflus. I think their message has been consistent. I really do. I think the the winning right hasn't been there, but I think the culture has changed, mm-hmm. and I think yeah. that the, what, what's hindering them is just clearly a lack of talent. Yeah. You found your quarterback. Like the the biggest question has been answered, right? You found your quarterback of the future, Justin Fields. It, you know, there, there's still haters out there that w- people wanted to blame that game yesterday on Justin Fields. No, I'm like, well, I'm like, well, what about the pass rush that wasn't there? Yeah, what about EQ? Pop- yeah, right. What about EQ uh, uh, not running his route all the way through? Well, there's and and not saying that Justin's you know exempt from any criticism, but there's no way that you could sit and look at this roster and look at the games that we played and say, hey, you know what? If we took Justin Fields out. We'd have won three games. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. if Justin Fields isn't on the football field and we're rolling with uh, uh, Andy Dalton or we're rolling with uh, um, Nathan Peterman. Man, yeah, Nathan Peterman. Or, there's no, <laughs> no way, way no in way. hell that we're going to win three games. It's just not. It's yeah. just not. If you, look, uh, if you look at Justin's numbers yesterday, 20 for 25, that's a great percentage. 254 mm-hmm. yards, that's really good. The two interceptions, both of them were not his fault. Both of them were not his fault. Um, you know, did he have a passing touchdown? No, that, and that's I'm fine with that. He had a rushing mm-hmm. touchdown. You know, he does spread the the field, and they have to. He keeps everybody else honest. The only thing is that, he, like you said, he has no weapons. St. Brown is garbage, complete garbage. Yeah. Cole Komet is probably the most consistent person they have on there. Nikhil Harry playing limited snaps. Claypool playing limited slap uh, snaps right now. Um, Pettis, I, I don't trust him. And then Montgomery, I, you know, he's out there blocking. So he doesn't really have a lot to pass to, and everything's covered all the time, and that's why you see the kid running for his life. But again, with with a bum shoulder, the last thing you want to do is have him slide, and some offensive li- defensive lineman lands on him or a linebacker, and now you just pop the shoulder back out, and now you don't know how long he's going to be out. So I didn't want him playing this game. I said that last week, but he showed out. He showed courage. He showed he's a leader. He's like, I'm going to be out there for the rest of my team. I know everyone's hurt. I'm going to show up, and I'm going to play. And he gave a great performance. They lost at the end. The defense is not exactly what we have. Jack Sanborn is killing it out there. That mm-hmm. kid is running left and right. He, he looks like you know a young. He's the best Erlacher. thing on the defense. Yeah, right? he looks like a young Erlacher, even though he doesn't have that talent level. But he's he's playing his ass off. We got Jalen Jones doing all right. Uh, Nicholas Morrow was pretty good. Uh, Houston Carlson. I mean, you had a bunch of players that came out. Jalen Johnson did okay. Um, but these are all young guys, and they're playing together for the first time. Um, and what what you're seeing is that. The defense talent is not there. We we know that. And mm-hmm. when you give Aaron Rodgers 
any time, like four minutes to, to, to go down the field, of course he's going to be able to do that. He can. He's a surgeon. He's going to pick everybody apart, especially a, a young defense. And uh, that's that's exactly what happened. The, the Bears played three really good quarters, and then the fourth quarter they just ran out of gas. Yeah, you know it, they got to finish. They really they, that's that's a part of it. They have to finish. They have to. And I like I said, I don't think that anybody out there is trying to tank. I no. really think that they're trying to fight. It's just they're handicapped right now. Yeah. Uh, defensive wise, like I said, you want you need talent. You need talent on the on the offensive line, the defensive line, excuse me, as well as the offensive line. The offensive line is something that you know we've seen Justin scramble. We've seen these. Just amazing run. These Justin's elite level talent, yeah. right? If you could get him a pocket, right? If you could get him protected, he could show you that he's an elite level, or he can have the potential to be an elite level pocket passer as well. He was that's a what good they po- did at Ohio State. Yeah, yeah, he was a good pocket passer. Yeah, yeah, that's all they did at Ohio State. He was never really on the run. No, you know, he he's got over 800 yards this year uh, in, in rushing he only his most F was 400 in his second year or it was it would have been his first year at Ohio State I believe well so he had over 400 year. yards yeah. rushing mm-hmm. so it would have been his second college year sophomore year the guy just get him the talent around him and then see his full potential mm-hmm. you're asking him to go ahead and be Superman out there and he's doing his damn best to do that I coaching matters Talent matters as well. There needs to be a marriage because I I do believe that there's times where Getsy gets too conservative. Oh my God! You know after after the the Henry pass, the yeah, uh, what is his Nikhil Henry uh, Harry pass, right? They, you know, fifty six yards, whatever, and then they run it three times. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Right. I I don't I don't see why I don't see why he did that. But like I said, there need you got a first time head coach, you got a second year quarterback, you got a first time you know. Defensive coordinator and a, and a first-time offensive coordinator. Yep. There's gonna be growing pains. Yep. Like, but what I would pay attention to is what Justin, how Justin uh, speaks and what he says about his coaches. You know, he has a good relationship with Getz. Mm-hmm. Like that, I feel like that relationship can continue to grow. But there's gonna be growing pains, right? There's gonna be those times where you're like, "What the fuck is going on? Why'd you, do, Justin? Why didn't you see?" Uh, Montgomery in the flat. Or, yeah. You know, why didn't you see? Why didn't you see uh, the crossing route with, with with Mooney and you went deep? Why didn't you hit Mooney underneath where you could have picked up some yards? Why'd you be too? You know, you got too a little too aggressive doing the double coverage. I, I there's gonna be those times. You know what I mean? But for me, the biggest question was that quarterback and Justin's the guy. People people want to hate on him. Fine, hate on him. But when you put the talent around him. And he starts to blossom even more. Don't come, you know, don't come backpedaling. Oh, yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. and, and, and say, oh, you know what? I was wrong about you. Well, yeah, no shit you were wrong about, Justin. You didn't see the writing on the wall. The team is 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 lacking talent. I think they have the right guys in the position, like in the head coaching spot, in the quarterback spot. Getsy still a, you know, question mark. But as long as that relationship with Justin continues to grow, I think that they'll continue to uh, uh, really groom this offense to what Justin does well. Yep. You got to be able to put the talent around him. This is going to be the biggest offseason in Chicago Bears history to this point. In oh. in my opinion, there there can't be a miss. There can't be a miss. They have a lot they have a lot of questions that they have to answer. I don't know if they're going to answer all of them in one offseason, but they can answer a, a good amount to where you could see 
production to where they go from a, and I think they're going to lose out. Like, don't get me wrong. I think they're going to continue to fight, but I don't think they're winning any of these games coming up. Mm-hmm. You see a three-win team move to an eight-nine-win team. Yeah. Maybe just miss the playoffs, but you know that team's coming next year because they got, you know, they, they have cap room, you know, still. They got the full uh, slate of draft picks, and they have talent now around Justin Fields. I think that's going to be the next one. I think this team is about two years away from really being contenders in the NFL. Yeah, I completely agree. What, what it reminds me of is the Buffalo Bills. You know, they, yeah. they, they started drafting very well, and they started putting pieces around, and then they got their quarterback, and they're like, you know what? We're, make a, we're gonna make a splash and trade for, uh, is it Diggs, right? Diggs is over there? Mm-hmm. You know, and yes, they traded, and Jefferson went over, was the pick that ended over in Minnesota, but they literally got the same, you know, level of, of wide receiver for each other. So it worked out for both teams. And you got somebody who could spread the field, and people have to plan against having that superstar wide receiver. That's what you need. You got people are, are shitting on, on Fields. Fields had his whole offensive line were first round draft picks. He had NFL talent as his offensive line. That's why he did so well, and he stayed in the pocket and was clean. If you do that, like for Patrick Mahomes, obviously you see what Patrick Mahomes can do. For Aaron Rodgers, when Aaron Rodgers had a great line. No one touched him, and he was throwing deep to everybody. He also had young wide receivers that he made. Yeah. Oh, he, that's the thing is the next pro- progression for Justin Fields is going to be, can you throw these guys open? Mm-hmm. That's that's huge, and, and, and that's that's a huge question. And I, you're absolutely right. Can you can you start to realize where, oh, I can hit him here. I need to be able to throw him. I need to be able to throw the ball two to three yards in front of him Yes. in order for him to go ahead and catch up to I think, like I said, I think the, uh, the the lack of talent up front or, you know, just the the amount of hits that he's taken causes him to be a little bit gun shy. But for me, you put the you put the hogs in front of him that yep. can block. Oh, yeah. And I think you're going to see the best of Justin Fields. Uh, you know, just thinking about where they're going to go in this draft. Uh, like I said, for me, I'm, I'm with you. If you have a King's Ransom for the if you stay at number two and you have a King's Ransom, you got to pull the trigger. I don't think you could just go ahead and focus in on one player mm-hmm. in this in that first round. If if somebody's able and willing to go ahead and give you multiple picks, you need a bunch of players. Not saying you're going to hit on all of them no. or that all of them are going to be starters, but maybe you you get a guy that's, you know, that guy's a, a solid backup. Exactly. And, he, and he stays on the team for six years. Well, you, you know what I'm saying? You got to restock uh, and, the shelves, restock the shelves, and also add depth. Right. You can't just have, okay, I'm going to have the number one receiver, but what if he goes down? What else do you have coming up? You know, same thing with the offensive line. We see how many guys these have been going down, and we're, we're pu- plugging and playing with the offense and defensive line with these guys that we have never seen or heard of. And, you know, they're doing their best because the talent level is not there. So uh, before we close out the Bears, I want to ask you a simple yeah. question. Do we sign Montgomery back? For the right price, I mean the guy's elite. Like I, I like David Montgomery. I think he's a leader on the team. Uh, I think he's a voice that guys listen to, especially in that running back room. I think the guys really rally around David. Yeah. You, you know, you see his passion, you see his love for the game. The guy fights for every single down. But saying that, the way that he runs and the way the the, the amount of shots he's taken, the mileage, mm-hmm. I can't go over a certain number. Like yes. you just absolutely can't, you know, and if you're going to give him the years, the numbers got to come down. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. if you go ahead and, and want to 
give them a, a one-year deal at a certain at a certain price okay but i don't i wouldn't go above 10 million dollars yeah and i and i kind of agree with you there i think he's gonna end up in the second the third third uh tier because he's not saquon he's not pollard there's a bunch of running backs that are going to be available but the bears are not going to be in those discussions because you know we can always draft a running back and, and put someone out there I just still like David Montgomery's leadership, and also he knows the playbook inside and out. He knows where to be, yeah. especially when the quarterback is scrambling. He knows they may go to the flat, or he's going to be there blocking for Justin. I think he's a, a great safety net. He can catch the ball. He can run the ball. He doesn't complain about his carries. Um, he doesn't, you know, he did score uh, the other day. But what I'm saying is, like, he's a true professional at the running back position. He's dependable. He's really not hurt as often, you know, as, as a lot of these running backs. Uh, you know, Saquon was out for a while. Pollard uh, came in because of uh, um, what's his name uh, in Dallas? Uh, Zeke. Yelly. Yeah, Zeke. You know, he was out for a while. So, uh, you know, Pollard blossomed a little bit. But what I'm saying is, he's, I think you re sign him for the right amount of money. I think no more than three years. You keep him there, you know, as, as a good uh, insurance. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I agree. Uh, he's a leader in the locker room. He's bought into to the culture. I mean, he's. He, he embodies the culture, right? Just yep. tough as nails, you know, puts his hard hat on, goes to work, doesn't complain. I just, you know, you can't overpay regardless of, like, the, the, the relationship and, and, and the play. You can't overpay for a guy who maybe in, like I said, I, I think the largest contract I would give, like, in years-wise would be three, mm -hmm. and I still wouldn't go over 10 mil. Like, it, it, that's kind of where I'm at because I, I think he has a good three more years left. You know, if he, he, he consistency uh, or consistently in the NFL, if he, if he stays healthy, good solid three years left at a, you know, a reasonable um, production rate. Mm -hmm. But to overpay because you love the guy would be a mistake. Completely, completely agree. We already seen the rest of the Chicago teams do that. They, they overpay for what they did in the past and not look at what they have the future is going to look for uh for the team and you're 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 paying for the love of the guy rather than the production that you're going to see <laughs> all right ladies and gentlemen we'll be right back with stirring a pot after a word from our sponsors this is chicago doors open on the left at chicago Hey, true Chicago sports fans, show off your Chicago pride with some fresh clothes from Grit Clothing Company. Grit Clothing Company. At Grit Clothing, they create that simple yet classic style that represents that Chicago Southside lifestyle. From t-shirts to hoodies, hats to glassware, they've got you covered. Grit has everything you need to represent your Chicago pride. So do it right now. Check out GritClothingCo.com and use the promo code TrueFan15. TrueFan15. For 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, percent off your entire order. Let me say it again. That's gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15 for 15% off of your entire order. This is Enrique Calderon coming to you from True Chicago Sports Fan Podcast. Come check me out on social media, Enrique Calderon Official, on Instagram and Facebook. Check us out. Y te lo dice Enrique Calderon. Welcome back. 
Welcome back to the True Chicago Sports Fan Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Ivan's in here filling in, and you know what, brother? It's a time again, man. And if you don't know what time it is, man, it's time for Stirring the Pot. All right, brother. Uh, this is where we're going to turn it over to our guest, and uh, we usually let the guests talk about a food that you like that other people might not like or think it's disgusting or just plain nasty. So, uh, sir... What is something that you like to eat that no one else does? Well, uh, lengua tacos, bro. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, bro. Oh, yeah. no. Oh, my Give me the lengua. Shut your mouth. No, man, you know what? It's, it's funny because, like, I remember being a kid and I was like, my dad had introduced it to me. Yeah, he didn't say shit when he first got him. Of course not. So I was like, I was like, oh man, this is fire. So I'm just, <laughs> I'm just putting tacos down. You know what I'm saying? Just slaying tacos, and he goes, he is, he tells me he's like, you know, it's 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 beef tongue. I'm like, I'm like, well, you know what? That shit is delicious. So from then on, I was just like, I was hooked. Like I had no problem with it whatsoever. Yeah. Well, I remember I was I was dating this this young lady back in the day and i would i would order the lengua taco and she would almost not want to even order it for me oh wow because because she was so disgusted by it and i was just like i'm like bro wait like why don't you try it like you you might like it it was like it was like asking her to go ahead and do like the worst thing in, in her life you know what i'm saying it's asking her to like go ahead and like push your mom down the steps to go ahead and try this taco <laughs> you know what i'm saying it, it was just it, and i've gotten that from a lot of people mainly Mainly women, like uh-huh, yeah. you know, ma- mainly mainly women. But I know a couple of dudes that are just like that's disgusting, bro. You know what I'm saying? So I, for me, the lengua tacos, it's I, like it, to me, it's it's just delicious. It, it tastes good. Like I don't have an issue with it. Not, there's no texture issue. So you, you but, just yeah. just lengua tacos. So I mean, that's a lot. I mean, not lettuce. It's a uh, cilantro and uh, onions and yeah, some lime. onions and some yeah, salsa. Some lime. And some that's salsa. It. Yeah, and some salsa and that. That's pretty much it, man. Like, yeah. I'm not gonna go straight up and just cook a tongue and eat it straight. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, it, it's yeah, that'll be a little weird. But like, <laughs> you chop it. You, but you, you chop cut it, it up, up. It's all good. Yeah, yeah. You ch- you cut it up. You don't see the. You know, you don't see the shape of the tongue. You don't. You don't picture it or nothing like that. It's oh, all. Oh it, it, man, it's uh, delicious. You know, so. I I grew up eating that, and it, like it'd be you know, mom would cook it every two weeks, something like that. And I used, just like you, man. I, I would put down six, seven tacos, no hesitation at all. And as I grew older, I just, I started not liking the texture as I yeah. was eating it. And I was like, like ugh. And well, then- there's, see, see, there's, there's a, like, I don't know how, I'm not a chef, uh-huh. but I feel like there's a specific way to cook it or, or there's, there's people who don't cook it the right way or prepare it the right way or something yeah. like that and i okay. think that's an issue as well mm-hmm. you know or over, what I mean? overcook it maybe overcook yeah, yeah overcook so it, it becomes, maybe so it but becomes yeah. rubbery yeah yeah so i i yeah i think that has a lot to do with yeah. maybe I, I know for you you probably just since you had it all the time you yeah. grew, i could see you growing out of yeah, it yeah that's but part yeah. of it but i mean i just i kind of I, I can relate to you where you're, you know you're you're being fed something you're like oh my god this is delicious and then you find out like whoa well, i don't know maybe I think I remember uh, I was hanging out with some friends. I think we had we pulled an all nighter and then we uh, ended up going to uh, some oh behind the mega mall. Behind the mega mall, they used to be like on the weekends. They used to be like yeah. a bunch of merchants back there, and there were tacos de canasta. So you know tacos inside of a, a, a basket, and they stay warm with the steam and whatever. Mm-hmm. So he's like, hey, I'm gonna get some tacos de canasta. I'm like, yeah, yeah, fuck it, throw it down, let's go. And uh, he's like, what do you want? I'm like, whatever you ordered, just bring it over, bro. Just as long as it has you know, lime salsa and something to drink, I don't care. Like, I'm, I'm, I want to avoid this hangover. 
And uh, whatever, I'm eating these tacos and I'm throwing them down, man. He gave me like six of them because they're like really small. And I'm like, oh, oh, these are great. And he's like, damn, you really like brains? I'm like, oh, <laughs> no, you didn't. Ugh. Yeah. See, that's, that, that's, that's where I cut. That's where I draw the line. That was Cecil's. That's, yeah. Yeah. That's where I draw the line. I'm like, oh, no, yeah. no, sir. Yeah. So, no, sir. Yeah, yeah. It, that and the other one that uh, I was fed was uh, at a party, and I didn't know what it was. It was uh, tacos de cachete. So, what was that? so it's the 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 cheeks no. of the oh. uh, yeah of the, of the animal. So yeah. So how like, was that taste? Actually, it was fucking delicious. <laughs> <laughs> that was fucking delicious. But when they told me I was kind of grossed out a little bit, but I was like, hey, I'll have another one though. <laughs> All oh, right. Man. Yeah, before before we get into the next thing, before we start talking about, you know, funny shit that we watching, whatever, but um let, let our listeners know where they can find you, uh what have you been up to is Yeah, yeah, I was uh you found me before at Sports Zone Chicago uh, with Sean Sierra. Uh, but I've moved on. I went over to the Tape Never Lies Network, um, working with them. You can find me on, on Twitter if you want to go ahead and DM me. I'm at Ivan V underscore TTNL. We're all bears that um it's straight bears straight bears talk straight bears love straight bears pride uh we do a lot of stuff um throughout the year a lot of shows we got about i want to say let me go ahead and count the we got about four or five shows now okay that's great throughout the week so so we got you know bears hour live which comes on right after the bears game on the tape never lies network on youtube um we got uh this a super 16 poll show with a uh, former bear former notre dame uh, Irish uh, Chris Zorich. Beautiful. So it's, a, it's more of the college breakdown, like, the, you know, breaking down the polls. Uh, he does his just Super 16 picks for the week. Then we have uh, Keeping a Fantasy, another one which I'm on with a couple of the guys from the network, Chris Jackal and Claudio the Barber. It's Fantasy Football Man on Tuesday nights. It's a little later at, at 10 o'clock, but check us out. It's always fun. This is and all then, on YouTube, uh, right? All on YouTube? On you, you can YouTube, Twitch. Um, we're we're not streaming on Facebook as of right now. We we, we stopped doing the streams on Facebook for uh, uh, there was a uh, uh, one of our it, it was just an issue that we had with, gotcha. with one of our guys and his his uh, account. But yeah, we, we we're on YouTube. You can find us on YouTube, Twitch. Um, keeping it one hundred on Wednesdays. Uh, that's at seven thirty. That's pretty much our flagship show. But we have a lot of other stuff behind. Uh, I know it's. In, on Patreon, but we have a lot of other breakdowns, tape breakdowns. We have uh, Eric Kramer's QB School, nice uh, Cars Keys, which is more of a like a statistician type of approach to the game. And then we have uh, DDP's breakdowns. That's a uh, Draft Doctor Phil. He breaks down the tape for the Bears, gives you all the information you need to know. Uh, you know, from his opinion, he's got he has a lot of football knowledge, a lot of uh, uh, experience on the football field, and coaching it so it's it's a great network great stuff um that we're putting out great shows great content so check us out um if you want to become a patron or check it out it's go to the www.thetapeneverlies.com sign up um if not we know we have a lot of other free content that's great as well so check us out the tape never lies i'm ivan v underscore ttnl at uh at twitter Dude, that's that's amazing. Glad to see that you're busy and working and uh, providing great content for all of your listeners. So I really appreciate you coming on and having fun with me. I know this is a different ch- a change of pace. I know our show is a little a little uh, unorthodox. Was <laughs> is a good word I can use. But um, before we go, I want to know what you looking at, man. 
what you watching that is in sports? Honestly, every Christmas movie, bro. Oh my god! Like, I got the kids. Like I got the kids. So like my daughter, which is it's kind of cool because she she likes Home Alone. Like she's okay. She's about she's four years old, but she loves Home Alone. So she's she's watching it. She knows Kevin. She knows, you know, uh, uh, Marv and, 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 you know, she knows the characters. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, this is this is pretty cool. You know, we could relate there, you know, uh, father, daughter, daddy, daughter time. That's awesome. But it's nonstop Christmas movies around this time of year. bro. you know how it is. Like, I, I got, you know, National Lampoon Christmas Vacation. Yes, on. Yes. I got, you know, just a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Christmas story. Just all Christmas movies around this time. It, I know it's cheesy, but it's like it's the perfect time. It's the time of year. It's what I. What I like to do now, especially getting older with the family and stuff, you want to sit down and just be, you know, maybe have a little eggnog or coquito or whatever. There you, you go. Get, now we go. Now we talking my language. Yeah, have some coquito yeah, ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And, 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 you know, you're chilling with the kids, chilling with the family, just watching movies and stuff, getting ready for, for Christmas time. So that's that's pretty much what I'm doing Yeah. Uh, now. Uh, speaking of Christmas movie, have you seen the new uh, uh, Christmas movie with uh, Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds, Spirited? Spirited? I have not. It's actually a pretty. Uh, it's, it's a a lot of musical. It, I, See, I, I heard it was a musical, and that's what threw me off. Because I was like, I was ready to go put it on, and somebody told me it was a musical, and I'm yeah. like, oh, and I'm like, ah, yeah, you know, like, what? I'm not I'm like gonna, that's. Those are one thing. That's the one genre like musicals. I'm not saying that I never watched a musical, but you got to have a great story for me to go ahead and sit here and watch you singing and dancing and doing all this stuff. Like musicals and me are kind of like. We have a love-hate relationship. Yeah, and I, I you know what? I like, I like Grease. <laughs> yeah, you, Grease, know, Grease, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, I watched it, and I wasn't uh, too happy about it. Maybe because I was watching it while I was tired. But it was a lot of musical for me, for my taste. Um, I think it's a good story. Um, mm -hmm. But I just think that the musicals were a little bit too much uh, a part of the story. But I, you got to understand, it's a Christmas movie, right? It's supposed to be cheesy and musical and right. all that stuff. But it's got a great cast. Um, there's some pretty good jokes the outtakes are fucking hilarious i mean it's will ferrell and ryan rose i mean can you like the ab living that that's going to go on in that movie um yeah. is it, phenomenal but uh, i just i was like eh, it's okay you know it's okay so mm -hmm. um i definitely want to give it another chance uh you know I'm, I'm not one of those persons that oh i didn't like it and never watch it again sometimes you right. got to take a step back and rewatch something and be like oh i get it now you know it's a, uh, is, is a real question for you it is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Fuck yeah, it is. Yes, yeah, it, it is. So, yes, it is. All right, so is Gremlins. That's, that's what I want. Yeah, so is Gremlins. I just watched Gremlins the other night. But yes, <laughs> Die Hard is a Christmas. It's actually been the most played movie in my house. <laughs> like, oh yeah, I, I yeah, bought it on digital. Like, as soon as it came up on digital, I bought that. I was like, yeah, this is something we're watching every single year. It's got to be a staple. Have you seen uh, Fat Man Fat with Man. Mel Gibson? No, no. Bro, is that watch good? that movie. Watch that movie. Go download it or whatever. Download yeah. it. Watch Fat Man. It's a, it's it's like it's a different Santa Claus. He's a okay. badass Santa Claus. The story's badass. Like he's Santa's drinking and shit. Love you know, it. he's, it's go check it out. Like gunfights. Oh yes, dude, yes. It's hilarious. It's, All right. it's hilariously funny. It's a dope movie. I'll put that on the list to watch this weekend. But uh, you know, it's it's been it's been a fun time, man. Um, but I did get to watch a, a newer movie called The Menu. You heard of it? I heard of it. I have. Uh, so yeah, it's I with John Leguizamo. Uh, he's he plays uh, one of the characters on there. So it's it's a young couple that goes to an ultra exclusive restaurant on a secluded island run by Chef Ralph uh, Ralph Fiennes, who kind of like looks and sounds like 
Robin Williams at times as I was watching. I'm like, man, he's got some facial expressions and, and some inflection in his voice that kind of sounds like Robin. Um, yeah, but the the whole staff is like a cult, uh, and you know, they're all <laughs> devoted to to the to the chef, and it just gets weirder and weirder because you're put in a situation because you know you got all these uh rich people and they're like oh this is exclusive and this is awesome yeah. and ambience and they're paying for bullshit right let's be honest they pay for bullshit so um it just takes a weird turn and um man it, it gets nuts it's one of those movies see uh, i don't know if you uh, do you like gore like gory not movies? necessarily it, it depends on how the how the movie if it's just like straight up like Saw, I'm not gonna watch. Oh, uh, I was a big fan of Saw. It's not there, but yeah. I can appreciate Saw for how it's written and how the mm-hmm. story takes you through different perspectives and, and different uh, locations and how it comes all together at the end. That's the type of writing, and and, and um, I think that's what they were going for. For, yeah. for you know, like what is that other movie, Crash? You know. Uh, okay. Yeah. So where, where there's a bunch of you know there's multiple stories, so you don't know why these characters are all there, and at the end, you know. It's, you figure out why how these guys all come together and uh how this story accumulates uh, so I, it's i would say you know don't go go you know if you can find it online go watch it online i wouldn't spend right, money right. to go see it but um i thought it was a great uh, uh take on how they did things so oh man i think that's it that's it for to, for this week man i think we had a lot of fun yeah Dan, i had i had a ton of fun man i can't you know if you never need me again i'm down to down to help out down to jump on down to down to shoot the shit with you, man. It was a great conversation. I enjoyed it. We had a lot more this way. I was I was expecting sports, and it was a lot more than sports. And I appreciate that because, like, sometimes you know you get a little you get a little fatigued with the sports talk. Yeah, it's good to talk about some other things. So it yeah, was a great you know, time. Man. We try to you know shoot the shit, have some fun, you know, laugh a little bit, and then you know, talk about food. You know, sometimes we go to different locations, and you know, like, hey, I tried this restaurant. You should go try it out. We're trying to be real, you know. Like we do have other lives besides sports. Sports may be the main thing that drives us at the same time, but I love to eat. I know you love to eat. Oh yeah. <laughs> and you know we we love entertainment. You know, uh, I, I I don't like we talked about musicals. I mean, I've seen uh, Wicked. You know, I've I've gone mm-hmm. seeing uh, you know all different types of stuff. Oh, actually, I saw a Bronx Tale um, about four years ago. Yeah, about three four years ago, a Bronx Tale musical. That shit was amazing. One of my yeah. favorite movies. I've never thought it was. I never thought. I never knew it was a musical. <laughs> yeah, there was. It was a you know a short a short uh, engagement, but it was literally the story uh, that you saw on on film, um, you know, just with different actors and so forth. But um, and they right. and they gave Jane a little bit more exposure, the more of a backstory and and more of a prevalent uh, 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 in 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 the in the main story. So you understood her per, her perspective on a lot of things. Obviously, you go to theater, you expect it's going to be a lot of singing, so you know what you're going into. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I, I'm all over the place. I like a lot of shit, man. So I like <laughs> to talk about a lot of shit. So right, right. for us, it's, it's a fun time, and I, and I really appreciate you coming on and uh, filling in big shoes, and I think uh, we'd love to have you uh, as much as possible on the show, man. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. Just like I said, you know you know the line. Just hit me up, and I can, if I can help you out, I definitely would try to do that. Awesome, awesome. All right, man. Um, you, you already let the listeners know where they can find you. Uh, send me those links, and I'll put them into the description of the show so they can always click on it. Uh, but again, thank you so much for, for joining the show, and uh, we'll talk soon. Sounds good, bro. All right, brother. Thank you. Yeah. 
All right, y'all, that's it for today. Thank you for listening. A big thank you to Ivan Vargas for filling in for E-Rock this week. A big thank you to our sponsor, 606 Media, True Chicago Sports Fans, and Great Clothing Company. Don't forget to go to greatclothingco.com and get your official TCSF podcast t-shirt. Search for keyword True Chicago and use our promo code TrueFan15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order. That is TrueFan15. Go and get your shirts now. Check out the rest of the 606 media lineup. The newest show in the 606 family is the No Water on the Weekend with Stephen and Sean, a pop culture forward podcast that dabbles in funny trivia, film, television, music, and Chicago-centric news and happenings. New episodes available on Mondays. Check them out. You're going to have a good time. You're going to laugh. Um, these guys are funny, and um, I, I can't be, wait to be, and I can't wait to get back on the podcast with them. So uh, look out for that. The Bulls. Yes, the Bulls are back. I know they're they're struggling a little bit right now, but the Bulls are back. That's right. The NBA is back in action. 606 Media, True Chicago Sports Fans, and Shy Native Entertainment present the All Net Podcast. Make sure to check them out. All Net with Mike Logic and Ideal after every Bulls game for breakdown and analysis. The Shine Native Radio Podcast is available now on all major platforms. Mike Logic, Ideal, and Throw MC talk about sports, movies, and all types of ill shit. <laughs> uh, go and check them out now. Shout out to Ronish, Panic, Serious Beats, and Custom Made for the beats that we're playing on today's show. Check out PanicOnTheBeat.com for your moment, merch, and gear. Check us out on social media. You can find us at True Shy Fans on Twitter and on TikTok. Find us on Facebook, IG, Spotify, and reach out to us on our email. We want to hear from you. Reach us at TrueChicagoSportsFans at gmail.com. All right, y'all, for Big Z and Ivan and E-Rock, we'll see you next time for episode 122. Until then, be good to each other. For the love of sports. A few moments later... You have a lot of incest. That's real. Shut your mouth. Lover boy. Nature versus nurture, Lodge. Nature always wins. I think he's on steroids. Hasta luego, amigos. That's all. Oh, I shouldn't have had those artichoke poppers.